Hello, everybody. Uh, nice to see you. Cranky, thanks for being in uh, chat with all your tentacles ready to go. Uh, that is good, good news. Uh, Featherfall Tabletop, you are here with us uh, for our Call of Cthulhu Beneath the Umbral Veil campaign. Uh, we'll get into the breakdown of what happened last week uh, here in a second, but let's get through some of the housekeeping. Uh, let the sponsors know uh, we're out there. Uh, you're out there. Um, so we have found familiar coffee. Again, if you need some coffee uh, that is themed in a, dun we'll say Dungeons and Dragons as the catch-all, but, uh, you know, fantasy, high fantasy coffee-themed stuff, uh, go check them out. Link is down below, 10% off when you use code FEATHERFALL at checkout. There's also Skull Splitter Dice. They just released on their website. They have a um, like dice holders that are skulls of your enemies, right? Well, they just released one that has a – it's a vampire. So it has runic carvings in it but with big vampire teeth. Looks pretty awesome. They also just released their uh, Halfling 5th Edition um, how-to um, info guide. Uh, so you can check that out as well. Um, you can uh, use the link down below to take you to their website. Use code FEATHERFALL at checkout for another 10% off. Second, third, second, third, lastly – but not leastly, is our Roll20.net. Uh, they are sponsoring this playthrough of this homebrew uh, Call of Cthulhu. We are in their Spotlight program, so I say thank you for gifting us the, uh, the Investigator's Handbook and the Starter Set. Uh, we appreciate that. Um, uh, Roll20.net, this is how we roll. You can go check them out for all your virtual tabletop needs. Um, they're there for you. We have upcoming games. And I should have the uh, the stream up or the schedule up there, so you can catch us uh, tomorrow for a Wild Mount game. That's a homebrew D and D five e. Not this coming Saturday, but next because they just wrapped up their second session. Uh, Gateway Wars will be on Saturdays, and this coming Sunday we're coming back with Curse of Strahd. Finally, we've been off for about a month. Uh, they. The group got some pretty big information from Adam Eva, and they are ready to uh, go out and do some stuff with that information. So you can catch us Sunday with, with that, and I believe that Monday we will have uh, Star Wars coming up with some new bells and whistles for that game. Uh, I'm sure Billy Zed will have more to say about that coming up. Um, Again, I want to plug our followers. Thank you, uh, Rotting Peaches <laughs> and Belmont the Blue Phoenix for the follow. Uh, we are now up to 730. Again, we are on this race to get to 1,000. So if you can help us get there, there is a big giveaway going on. Uh, <laughs> uh, that we will uh, that we will do when we get to 1,000. So help us get there. If you're here for the first time, hit that follow button. Uh, if you're here again... Thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. Uh, but help us hit that milestone, and we really appreciate it. There are channel points for you to use here to help uh, aid the investigators or aid the Keeper of Arcane Lore. That would be me. Uh, I'll let you decide in chat, or you could just leave it up for anyone who needs it. Uh, but you can spend uh, 1,500 channel points to have a D10 added, added to the roll, but... It, it minuses it off of their role. Uh, that's the way Call of Cthulhu works. But it is, uh, you can help them out. You can also name a P NPC if uh, you give enough. And yeah, there's stuff there for you to do. Okay, that's housekeeping out of the way. Uh, thank you all. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. Good. <laughs> Not nervous I'm, at all. Getting I'm there. I'm currently alive. 
Let's see if we, yeah. we are all alive. <laughs> yeah, chat, chat was asking if anybody died in session zero, and I, I guess I didn't do my job because they all survived. Uh, but we will see. We lost some sanity. We lost some sanity. Yes. Uh, I figured one sanity roll in a session zero is probably perfect. So we started there. Uh, we will build on and up to that. So. <laughs> uh, so we had our session zero last time where we kind of went through and um, looked at, ooh, Featherfall Tabletop's already redeemed a D4. Just for clarity's sake, this is Call of Cthulhu, so we'll make that a D10. So anybody that needs it, I don't think he said it was for anybody. Um, so anybody that needs a, a D10 minus off their roll, you got it. That's one. We'll keep track. So last time we had our session zero, we went through um, who your characters are, names and everything, and kind of uh, what their motivations are, some things that they, they've gone through in their life maybe. Um, asked you some, we played a, a rousing round of Never Have I Ever, figured out some people have scars, some people stole things, some people killed people, a lot of stuff. It's kind of, we got a rowdy bunch here. And then we went into some role-playing. We got into the game. We kind of got through the, the prologue. Uh, you guys met Rupert Merriweather on his deathbed. He did die in front of most of you, and that caused our sanity roll. Um, he was, and he gave you a box. He gave you a, a, a tin box with a lid that he said has some information for you. And inside of it, you guys quickly went down to the cafeteria here at St. Mary's uh, Hospital and you uh, opened it up and kind of started looking through it. And in there you found that there was an, uh, a golden sarcophagus with some uh, hieroglyphics carved on the outside. You found that there was a letter, um, a journal, and a, a rolled up piece of paper with some keys tied to it. You guys quickly uh, kind of divvied those out uh, leaving the sarcophagus in the box, uh, not really wanting to, nobody was volunteering to touch that one. Um, and then you started kind of dissecting what you got. And that's really where we left off. Um, did I miss anything, uh, investigators? I don't think so. I think we're spot on. Pretty sure that's it. <laughs> uh, typo drinks before every game. That's a secret. <laughs> not really a secret. I think yeah, I, I mean, it's well known at this point. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so we're, we're just going to dive right in, guys. Like, you are in this uh, cafeteria. There are a few doctors and kind of uh, nurses and other um, orderlies that are there maybe on their break. It is post-lunchtime. It's, I think at this point in the day, it's around 3 o'clock in the afternoon as you were going to meet uh, Rupert Merriweather in his room at 1 p.m. Uh, so about two hours into this excursion with him and then down in here. It's about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and you're sitting kind of separated from most people. Uh, some of you went and got coffee, and you're, you got comfortable, and you started going through these items. And that's where we're going to pick up right here. We're just going to dive into you figuring out what you want to do next. Yeah, one sec. They're, t they're saying that my uh, audio is a little quiet. I'm testing right quick. Hello, hello. How are you? There. Cool. Better? Good. Better? Okay. Uh, yeah, hey, thanks for the heads up and chat, guys. We really appreciate it. Uh, 
Also, just a heads up, I turned on the music track in Roll20 should be being picked up. If it's too loud or not loud enough, let me know and I can adjust that as well. Uh, give you all something to listen to as we are playing through here. But thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, Teddy, you said you had a place you'd like to eat uh, some, some food, right? Not exactly great food, but food. Correct? Yeah. <clears throat> Aunt Lucy's is open this time of day. Right, a couple uh, hours at any rate. Well, I am feeling a bit peckish. So I don't think this is the best place for us to exactly go through any of these items. Fair well, the longer I stay here with this sarcophagus, the more nervous I become. So don't 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 you worry about it. I can hold this box. And I go and pick up the box and just kinda of hold it in my hands. Uh, but if you I, I did uh, pull the letter out of that box, I can read it off to you if you guys want to know what's in side uh, sure sure okay um he opens I up the, the letter and uh dear friends uh in the years after the nightmarish events of that night in my youth i have seen many strange things only now do i begin to grasp the truth of reality and the scope of what's happening in the world i've tried in my small way to c combat the horrors and make amends for my part in bringing one to our plane of existence what I have left to offer, what riches and wealth I have, I will put to good use in dealing with the abominations. It is the very least this old coward can do. I can never make myself go back to that little farmhouse and put the events to rights. I too gravely feared that which my friends and I lose upon, upon the countryside. Nothing of consequence has yet to take in place, but with my death I fear the bonds will be, be broken and that horror freed to come and go as it pleases. Lives not yet taken already weigh heavy on my conscience. The method of delivering the thing out of this world is still in that cursed house. The translations made by Marian from the book De Vermis Mysteries. I was never strong enough to take that on task, but I have hoped that you are. In ridding the world of this, perhaps you will save my soul from hell. For I fear that my deeds have not been enough to release me from this heavy burden. I do not expect your forgiveness for what I ask you, Rupert Merriweather. A bit long. No, Rupert, you... You ain't a coward. Roy Roy kind of mumbles to himself. Arms folded. He is still leaning back on his chair like a little kid. <laughs> and um, Roy, when you said you were picking up the box, did you pick up the, the tin box or did you take the sarcophagus out of the tin box? I suppose the sarcophagus, just kind of holding on to it. Okay. Not yeah. opening it. And as <laughs> you <laughs> as you moved it, you and you, uh, I saw you pantomime a shake. Uh, nothing inside rattles. Uh, there is no hinge around it. It is. Um, it just the top kind of fits right in into the bottom half of that. Mm -hmm. I, I also like to say, just like I said. Roy is not that dumb. He's got a couple of brain cells, and then I—you remind me—he shook the box. <laughs> um, Do the markings on the outside of it mean anything? Do they mean anything? Um, they mean something. They mean anything <laughs> to us? <laughs> you can give me. Um, let's see. You can give me either a history or an archaeology. And, and, read pictures. and uh, I'll let uh, Roy give me that, too, since you're holding it. Um, but uh, I think, uh, Teddy, since you opened it initially and handed stuff out, you've seen it enough. Gosh. 
Uh, and make we, a case for a cult? Uh, no. No? Okay. No. So history or archaeology? Yeah. And if we can call out what we roll, uh, you don't have to – you can either just say success or, or failure, hard success or whatever. But I'll, I'll roll my archaeology. Let's see here. Okay. That is a 92 out of one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fail. <laughs> I think my history like check is just probably not going to do any better, but no. close for nerds. Yeah, close. Um, Twenty-one so, out of five. Yeah, so none of none of these uh, hieroglyphics are standing out to you on the outside of this. Um, both okay. of you can check the little circle in your character sheet that you failed these rolls, and uh, when we begin next session, we'll be able to, uh, you know, level, possibly level up there. Um, yeah, so they're not they're not really ringing any bells to any of you at first glance. Now we so take a look. It appears that somebody was an artist of some sort. Um, so you should see this, what the sarcophagus looks like. Um, I, in, uh, I shared that with you. Can you all see that? Yep. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Can, can I actually check and see it? So, weird, weird question. Can I make a straight education or intellect check to see if Roy and his, like... Roy's been around the, the world a couple times. Can I see if I recognize any, like what it looks like to me because like out of character i can i'm looking at it going like this seems egyptian <laughs> I, I feel like even with roy as dumb as he is if he saw egyptian hieroglyphics and then saw this he might be able to put it together if if let, let's say if you're going to make just a general education role i'll make it a hard one um okay so go ahead still not for me but <laughs> hey you all get to learn Y'all get to learn my education score. It's 27. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's... Um, so even uh, a regular success would have been out of the question. Is a failure. Yeah. So, again, we, in our uh, 21st century minds, we can kind of understand that those are Egyptian, but uh, none of you, or at least uh, Teddy and uh, Roy, are having a hard time identifying. Wow. Ooh. Uh, yeah, Archie kind of sees Roy looking at it quizzically uh, from across the table. And uh, Archie, yeah, you understand that these are um, Egyptian hieroglyphs around the outside. Around the outside. Does anyone know who's Egyptian uh, here today? <laughs> yeah, I no guess I should... language of choice. <laughs> I guess I should have asked that. Does anybody <laughs> put down Egyptian as another language? Because I imagine you would understand this. Um, but I don't think anybody has. So, yeah, this is a... Uh... Nope. <laughs> well, we have gotten this far, haven't we? Roy's got a hint of, that, hint of uh, black blood in him, but <laughs> not from there. <laughs> uh, does anyone know exactly where we could find this farmhouse? Has anyone been there before? Know exactly where it's at? I don't know exactly where it's at, but I've I've been through the town and I've probably passed over Boone Road a time or two. Um, but I don't, I don't know specifically. We could get into town and I could probably ask someone at a gas station or what have you there. I've, I've driven through there on more than one occasion. And I, I've moved you over to a, a, the kind of a, another map of the area. And you currently all are in Arkham. Um, here. Uh, Ross's Corners is a little ways up here. Okay. 
So you would travel along the north side of the river uh, to Hamilton, and then um, there's a road that connects there going south to get you to Ross's Corner. That's probably going to be the fastest way. And I think uh, Roy and Teddy, you would know that. You, you've been through Ross's Corners, but uh, Boone Road, exactly, you may not know exactly where that's at, like you said. I, I ain't, I've been around the area, but I ain't never been, that, been to that place myself. Rupert had his secrets and all that, even from me. Right. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe in town we could find someone who could translate what's on that box. Maybe, or at least maybe go mm -hmm. to a library. I you think we might this. have more luck at a library, but uh, that's just me. Maybe at the university. Yeah, uh, Roy and Teddy, you would know that the Orn Library is the university's library. Um, which is open to the public uh, during certain hours. It does close today at eight o'clock. So if you were to go there, you'd have to get there before then. So you got about five hours. Um, but then there's also the public library. Resources are gonna be uh, severely limited there um, compared to uh, Orrin Library. Hmm. Well. Uh, gentlemen, like I said, if, if anyone wants to try to game plan. I'm, I am feeling a bit peckish. Maybe we could go to the, uh, the Lucy's. Maybe ask around town, see if we can find anyone who knows something about this. Well, I can definitely do that. I, I, if you put me in a library, I, I can tell you this. All I'm going to do is fall asleep. That's fine. I'll do the reading. Um, Sounds like a plan. I like you. Yeah, I like <laughs> you too, friend. Uh, yeah, this... Let's, yeah, can we go to Lucy's? So you, sure. on the map here, you are here at St. Mary's Teaching Hospital. The university takes up this whole block, uh, elongated block there to the north, just a uh, catty corner of where you're at now. So if you were going to stop at Orne Library, you would do it on your way. Um, and Lucy's is on the other side of the river up here. Okay. Well, yeah. I, reckon, I reckon there might be some uh, advantage to splitting up if we want to... Uh tackle both of these places at the same time but we could also go together I mean strength in numbers and all that yeah, I mean we go together. the and library is, the library is on the way yeah, right, yeah. yeah. I, I say we stop the library and then head over to get some food Lewis I think that I might uh, also be of service with library skills so we might we might just find out something yet and plus I have the journal too so we might be able to learn something from, from okay. that as well yeah i think so we have not library journal, first right? say that yeah, again I mean, we could we probably walk the to the library from here couldn't we yeah it's you know you're at the corner and then the the campus starts at the uh, just across the street basically um we'll say the uh the library is uh this building at the corner uh, you know so it's a block away so you could definitely well, walk. friends this is the two blocks i think we're gonna be okay i think we're all fit enough aren't we especially old roy isn't that right old roy uh, oh yeah fit is a fiddle i i am the physical specimen of peak performance oh shit <laughs> <laughs> he falls back on his chair as you okay. no, that, no, 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 that's what you do after you've had a few <laughs> apologies that's, for the that's, language that comes later 
It's probably had a few I, already. I need, to, I need to watch myself on that. <laughs> As you fall and hit, you do see you kind of catch the attention of everybody there that's just kind of either rubbing sleep out of their eyes because they've been on shift for way too long, and you're just you know in a relatively quiet lunchroom. You are now <laughs> making a whole lot of noise and you're. They are Roy, catching your attention. Smooth as Roy, you've stirred syrup. the dead. Roy, smooth as syrup, g- gives finger guns or the the time period appropriate equivalent to the people. You're welcome for waking you up. <laughs> they they immediately go right back to their their sandwiches and coffee and reading their newspapers. Uh, <laughs> and by, by the by the by, uh, I do need to use the loo. Uh, Teddy, do you think you can help me find it? Sure. (laughs) He, like, blinks at you and seeming to forget that he can't wink. All right. If you guys just excuse us for just a minute, I'll show him where the restroom is, and I'll be right back. Yeah, fine. Yeah, you know I got no sense of direction. (laughs) There's actually, yeah, just outside of this cafeteria, back in the main hall, uh, bathroom's to the left and right. Okay. Roy that goes along, then finds a nice alcove where he's like just right behind with uh, Teddy. And like leaning against a wall. So what do you think, Teddy? You think you can trust these fellers? I mean, Rupert did. Yeah. Well, they, look, these these folks seem to be, be a bit skittish. I don't know if they're uh, <clears throat> seasoned like you and I are. I mean, seems... I would I would make the same assessment, but I mean, if Rupert trusted them, they they they've got to have their worth somehow. I mean, he wouldn't have sent for them. I mean, those guys came from across the pond. Well, at least one of them did. So, kind of a yeah. kind of a long trip for them to make if Rupert didn't trust them with what was going on. Yeah, I reckon so. I mean. Like, he's he got to have his own reason. I, I'm pretty sure they're talented or something, or maybe he just realized uh, we need, might need more heads on this one. Well, I have this this feeling based on what he said and what was in that letter that um, it wasn't just him that unleashed this horror on the world. There were other people involved, and I have a funny feeling it's going to take more than one person to put things aright. Yeah, quite possibly. Do you, you think we can find any information around about that? Uh, like some associates? Oh, wait. Uh, I, I knew Teddy. I might know some of these associates. Is there anything I could do to try to see if I know any associates of Ted, of uh, Rupert? Or is it like there's just too many people I know <laughs> that have talked to Rupert, and it's just like, well, you're, here is the list of everyone you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, give me... An intelligence roll. Okay, just to tell it. Yeah, so under in intelligence, there's this this idea roll. Um, and we'll we'll kind of see. Yeah, so you succeed. Uh, that's Man, a twenty three out of forty. Nice. Um, so you've heard <laughs> you've heard a few times him bring up uh, some colleagues of his that he um, spent some time with. Uh, and the name that really comes to mind is Marion Allen. Marion Allen? Yeah. Like one name or two? That's first last name, Marion Allen. 
Oh, well, that's got to confuse a lot of folks. Two first names. <laughs> yeah, right. Mary and Allen. <laughs> Marion, M-A-R-I-O-N. Allen, A-L-L-E-N. He's actually a con- he's actually a conjoined twin. <laughs> uh, okay. I know a fella called Marion Allen that uh, just one one person uh that might be an associate of this uh of our good buddy Rupert. It might be worth giving a ringing him up and giving him a check. You got his number? Or know where we can find it? Um, that is a question. Yeah. So. He only ever told you like stories of times, like little mini adventures that him and Marion would go on um, when they were younger. No, no new whereabouts or no new, never visited him. Never. It's been a while, but he would often tell uh, stories of the two of them kind of hanging out together. Ray not partner. He only ever told me stories, good stories. I mean, they got it crazy stuff. You should have heard some. Never mind. Uh, Point is, I don't know how to contact him. So we're going to have to do a little bit of digging around, I I suppose. Maybe he gets up that one swanky place you like. Yeah, yeah, you know, the place that probably throw me out if you weren't there. Right, right. (laughs) Place that tried to throw me out when you left. (laughs) So while you two are having this conversation, uh, Lewis and Archie, what are you two doing uh, at the table in the kitchen or in the cafeteria, rather? Uh, first thing I think is, uh, do, do you think they're all right in there? They've been in there for a minute. Uh, maybe the coffee got through a little too quickly. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Archie, what's the game plan for the library? Where, well, where would you like all, to start? First of all, I, I need to make sure I read this journal. Um, but then I think if we can at all find, or if it's, if it's at all possible to find Egyptian writings or hieroglyphics or any book that has those things, um, that'd be a good place to start or ask around or that I think, I think asking the librarian would be a good, a good, good option too. Maybe they, uh, yeah, that's, that is their job. Is it not? Right. And decimal system. Archie, yeah, as what? Archie, as you are kind of handling this this journal, you would, you would have had enough time to open it up and look at the first entry for sure. Uh, you notice that it is dated many years back, uh, 80, 1877, but the first name and line you see a uh, name, Marion Allen is written in there. And you do see, uh, an ancient artifact purportedly e- Egyptian kind of catches your eyes after making that and the connection. So I've actually, managed to take a quick look at this and I see that made that name in here too, Marion Allen. Um Marion Allen doesn't ring a bell. Oh hmm. someone I guess that we just need to find some information about. Marion Allen is the name. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe the boys know something more about him. Perhaps they do. Um looking further into yep. this entry, kinda of seems that um they they speak of a sarcophagus of gold. Uh, do you want me to just read this to you? I mean, you read yours. Is that okay? Close. Okay. So just this first entry here, it says, Marion Allen has acquired an artifact purportedly Egyptian. It appears to be a small sarcophagus of gold. 
Inside is a large piece of amber, which entraps a specimen of some unknown species of arthropod. Sorry. Alan is very excited as the box corresponds to a description he found in an ordinary reference volume in the university's Orne Library. Alan says that in another book, uh, De Vermis Mysteris, is an explanation of the powers of the box. The text says the small animal trapped in the amber is actually the host to a bound jinn, a guide to the spirit world. Alan says the tome mentions that originally there were four such pieces of amber contained in the box. Uh, but there is no mention of what happened to the other three. We are agreed, and a date has been set to conduct a ceremony intended to summon the jinn, which Alan assures us to be friendly. Chosen the night of Saturday, the 18th of March, the night before the full moon. Now, two things strike me immediately. The first is that they mentioned the same book that you had right, found. Right. Uh, the second is that they speak of a jinn, a guide to the spirit world. Meanwhile, Rupert entasked us to cast a spell to contain it. I think this might be the dark presence of which you spoke. I think so. Uh, jinn? Is that like drinking gin? I'm not quite sure what we're talking about. Not. Unfortunately not. There's some kind of voodoo magic. Magic, yes. Uh, voodoo, not so much. But... We might think of it, we might also call it a, a genie, a, a spirit. A genie, okay. Like the yes. fairy tale genies. The very same. Okay. Um, and uh, do, you telling so me, uh, got, do you believe this to be truthful? I don't have any other information to suggest otherwise. Um, I think, and until we do, uh, we have to take this for what it is. Either it's true, or maybe it's not. Or And the... And, the authors is misinformed uh, it's probably rupert i don't know why i said author it's probably rupert um either that or he was misinformed so we we only have this to go off so i don't i'm not sure it's the, worth, worth being skeptical i'm sure but right yeah the, the inner investigator and me is telling me to, to to look further into it so I'll, we'll we'll run with this for a while and see what happens um should we check on the boys it's been <laughs> even longer now i don't know what they're doing in that bathroom <laughs> and with that, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. If that's right. okay, I'm gonna go knock on the door. Yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. Boys. So uh, yeah. You two kind of wrap up everything. Make sure the box comes with you. I, I I don't know if Teddy took it or not. Um. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, you make sure your table's all cleaned up and you start to head out. What a uh, Teddy and and Roy. Uh, Roy comes out. I should need an excuse. Oh shoot, need an excuse, huh? I fell in. Sorry about that. You fell in fell, the box. Fell in. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Real nasty. Up. Uh, don't go you back need, in. You there. need paper towels. It's fine. It's fine. We got it. You look mighty dry for falling Teddy in the, in the, in the toilet. Teddy, help me out. I say, looking at Teddy, eyes, single eye, saying, "I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm putting this on you." So the library then is that? Is that where we were headed? Yes. yes. It's right across the, the way there. That's good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. To the library. Uh, always making it awkward. Uh, so you guys do head out, and uh, you, you go back, kind of retracing some steps here. You get out to that front entrance area. The same woman is sitting behind the desk. Um, and, yeah, you're able to go, go on out and uh, – 
as you walk outside, the sun is shining. It's a pretty nice day. Um, Arkham is a, it's kind of a, an old, I mean, we would think of it as old, but it's kind of, let's say it's kind of cutting edge in some of the, the amenities, civil amenities that it does have. Uh, nice sidewalks, paved roads uh, in the 1920s version of. Uh, and you're able to see up a block and a half up north that there is uh, the library up there. Is that the Orn Library? Yeah, that's that's the exact one that was written in yep. your. Uh... That's it. Very, very good. So, Lewis, I think that's it. Hey, yeah, hmm. perfect. Um, let's find the front door and go inside. I'd like to go. I'd like to speak with the librarian. I have a feeling that uh, one among our party uh, is just dying uh, to knock upon the front door. Roy, my lad. Um. <laughs> so. As you approach this, you do see a bunch of like what you would know as students uh, coming in and out. It is pretty popular um, at this hour. You know, classes are over. People are going in to do their studying and, and, and such that it's just kind of a constant traffic in and out of this door. It's not so much like knock on the door, let me in. Well, you got two hands ain't broken. <laughs> Right, um, I'll, I'll head inside first. Just follow <laughs> some students and go inside. Roy lazily follows behind. Okay. Yeah, as you walk in, it's kind of a big, uh, there's a big round table that just has stack, stacks of books on it. Uh, you know, coming and going, there's a return desk. A couple people moving around, you know, uh, doing the old time stamping, putting the sleeve in the card, letting it go out to, uh, to its users. Um... I don't know, Teddy. Would you have would you have been in here before, or Roy? Would you have been in here before? <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. I mean, I I spent a lot of time in college, so. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, on the second level is going to be kind of the reference section. You you can there are some stairs that just head straight up. You can go up there. You don't have to check in with anybody. It's you know, it's more if you're yeah. leaving that you would have to check in. References upstairs, and I'll start heading that way up the, the staircase i'll follow teddy okay yeah references upstairs what was the name of the book he he mentioned in that letter i'm gonna butcher this can i i'll, I'll attempt to say it dave vermis Myster, mysteries mysteries you got it man and i'll i'll head towards the, the card catalog okay um does it mention does it mention a, an author not that in anything that i not that I saw, no. All right, so just to get kind of an order of things that you're looking for here in the library. One is the the text that is mentioned, the De Vermes Mysteries. What else are, is there anything else you want to do here in the library? Correct me if I'm wrong, but we, uh, we were talking about asking if there's anything on Egypt or okay. Egyptology or anything. Okay, yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that was all in the docket. Okay. Um, so if you're if you're looking for the uh, Egyptian set of stuff, go ahead and give me a library roll. And um, Teddy, if you're looking for the Dave Vermees in the uh, catalog, give me a library roll. Oh. Did I give a library roll. Yeah. Yeah. The yep. Oh, oh. So, I I'll pause oh, here. We no. got we have a situation here. Oh, Teddy, nice. Uh, <laughs> the lowest. Um, so, 
Uh, Lewis, you rolled an 82, and you were looking for a 75 or lower. And Arch, you rolled a 71, looking for a 70 or lower. So here's something we can do. There is a D10 in chat that you can use. Or you can spend one of your luck points to lower that. So in Archie's case, you could spend one luck point to make that a success. In uh, Lewis's case, you could spend seven luck points to make that a success. Now, the bad thing is, is it lowers your luck as we move throughout this game. Um, and, you know, luck Frankie is... Frankie just pretend to re-roll. Luck does not come back easily. Correct? You... Luck, yeah, it's kind of hard to get back once once you are using it. Uh, oh, and Cranky just gave us a ooh a re-roll. So that means um, one of you can re-roll. And so you have a D10 you can redeem and a re-roll you can redeem. So I'll, I'll leave it up to you how you I, want. I, I think I should re-roll with, uh, let's see, who has the higher library? You're both pretty, should, yeah. pretty well, good. If Brandon takes a D10, it's a guaranteed... Yep. Success. Yep. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, cool with you. Yeah. Lewis so, should probably make the reroll. So, Archie, go ahead and roll a d10. Uh, and okay. on the left hand side of roll 20, there's a little on the second right. one from the bottom. Right. Yep. You got it. Right. Perfect. So, yeah, that brings you down to uh, what is that? 68, which is a regular success. And, Lewis, go ahead and do a reroll uh, for your library. Thank you, Cranky, for the uh, re-roll. There we go. Okay. Thank you. So both Thank of you succeed. You. Uh, successes all around, guys. I'll say this. I'm not going to allow you to check that box as a failure because through these means you have now succeeded. Uh, <laughs> so we'll start with Teddy. Uh, with Roy looking over your shoulder, you find <laughs> you find Dave Vermees Mysteries. Um, but you, you find... The section that it would be located in is one that you really haven't been across before. It's it's uh, it, it it literally says restricted next to it. Guess we'll need to talk to the librarian about that one. And then I don't, we'll, I don't see any sections labeled restricted. No, no, like, you don't. Okay. Um, not not in like the general use library that you've been in and and are accustomed to. You have not seen a restricted section. But okay, it is better. in it is in the card catalog, just next to section says restricted. Um, Lewis and Archie, you do okay, find you find the Egyptian research section uh, well enough, and you do find some some texts that have hieroglyphic breakdowns. Uh, and with that successful successful library use. You're looking at, um, I get to make a roll. Oh, shoot. Sorry, guys. It's going to take you about four days to be able to successfully identify all of this. And I'll say since both of you are doing that, we'll cut it down in half. So two days if both of you stay on this to be able to uh, identify all those hieroglyphs on the outside. Has anybody opened it yet? No, why would we do that? <laughs> no, the uh, the the sarcophagus. Okay. No. All right, just mm -hmm. making sure, making sure. No. Uh, doing you know. that <laughs> tries to open it, but. Um, so you do. There is. Well, now that we know what's in it. There is one thing I'd like to actually do while they're researching because yeah. 
Roy will eventually get tired of napping, even though he knows the best nap spots in his library. Uh, <laughs> he will actually go up and talk to some of the people, like the people, and ask them if they know about a uh, what's his face, Roy's friend's friend. Yeah, Marion. Marion. Uh, he'll um, ask if they know Marion. So, are you going to like the librarian or uh, students? Other people just yeah. minding their own Honestly, business. I would actually just kind of fish around in general, like talk to the librarian one time, okay. then All talk right. to some of the students. Just kind of do it every like every day, just kind of checking out. Yeah. Um, so, as you go around asking people, especially about Marion Allen, nobody seems to recognize that name, uh, and nobody really seems to recognize Rupert Merriweather's name either. Um, and if uh, if Archie would have on your walk shown you the date on the the journal he had you know it's been 50 years not fit mm-hmm. yeah about 40 years since that entry so it's been a while so if they were students here which you know rupert merriweather was it's been you know a couple decades since they've had a presence here on campus in, in that case while they're doing that roy's probably going to go off and try to find see if he can't find like the oldest teacher here Okay. Um, we'll pause that. We'll we'll get back to you on that, uh, <laughs> Roy. Um, so let's get to uh, Archie and Lewis as you two are looking at this and looking at it as maybe a, a daunting task. That you, you know, how do you how do you are you approaching this? Uh, I I think I would like to put my time towards the other book if possible because if it's going to take two days to just do some translation that may be a waste of our time if things are popping okay in this world you you do see immediately some correlation like you're able to kind of identify a few of the hieroglyphs that you know you're on the right track so if you were to stick with this um this translation you would it would be fruitful for you um can we take the book with us you can you can check out books here, yes. And yeah, I think I'd like to do that. The first hieroglyph that you're able to quickly identify is uh, translates to uh, English as seeker. Um, we'll give you that one on your first uh, glance through. So you can yeah you can check books out for sure. Um, going back to Teddy, what are what are you doing knowing what you know now? Um, are the cards removable from the card catalog here? Uh, not in the, no, not in the, um, in the catalog, the little pullout drawer itself, but there is a, uh, like a, a stack of scrap paper and a pencil that you would be able to, uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll write down the information for this, this book. Okay. Um, and then I will head over to the librarian's desk or okay. counter or whatever they got. Yeah. There's up. each level has kind of a, uh, a reference desk with um, somebody stationed at it. Um, there is a, an older gentleman here, kind of graying hair. Uh, looks like he's been here for a while. And you see Roy kind of like circling around, uh, maybe working up uh, enough courage what or what have you to maybe talk to this person. Uh, definitely done a few um, laps. Uh, but he's, he's sitting there just like filing and, you know, getting books ready to be reshelved. Um, I'll just kind of slide the piece of paper across the the desk there i'm looking for this book here the catalog says you have it and he he's kind of like looking over his glasses at you and then he's got pulls his glasses up to look at the paper 
I can't say I've ever heard of this particular title, but I can see right here it says uh, restricted. Uh, yeah, those aren't for student checkout. I'm sorry about that. Not a student. Uh, they're not for checkout. I, I don't necessarily need to check it out. I just like to view it. What good is a book in a library if no one can read it? Uh, well, I mean, it's not my, it's not my rule. You see, I, it's, uh, well, whose rule is it? well, it's Dr. Uh, Henry Armitage's rule. He's the, uh, the head of research here at Miskatonic. Um, he's got a few s books that he has deemed dangerous and we can't. We don't really have access. It's more just storage. Am I within earshot of this at all? Uh, no, I'm. I would. I would think you're kind of back in the library in the the okay. Egyptian section. Um, okay. So you said Doctor Armitage. Yeah, he's actually he's got office up on the third floor. Uh, you, I mean, see in the office today. Uh, what time is it? He kind of checks, watch, looks at the clock on the wall. Um, you know, sometimes he likes to get out of here a little early, but uh, he could be. I, I haven't seen him walk by this way. Thanks, and I will head up to the third floor. <laughs> Good. All right, uh, going back to uh, Lewis and Archie, are you, what, are you, what are you two doing? I think I'd still just, I guess, be perusing through the book, waiting for the people who know the town to kind of come back, because I don't know where to go from here. Okay. Yeah. In the book, because our Lewis, are we looking in separate tomes now? Yeah, we could say you've you've grabbed a stack of okay. different versions, oh, well, I, different editions. So, okay, so are we just we've just been able to decipher the single hieroglyph bet between us, or can I? decipher something else um already yeah i mean you can if you're if you're going to take some time and like sit down and kind of like spread books open i i can give you a little bit more but if you're ready to pack up and go uh you got that one hieroglyph yeah so you've already made your successful library roll so you're able to string together a, the f like the first line uh, essentially of the sarcophagus uh, line of hieroglyphs and it says seeker of wisdom and I'll say that's a, that's about all you're going to get in a quick session of of deciphering seeker of wisdom uh, is is that first line on there okay. uh, and then we'll go we'll go to uh, Roy so you're kind of looking around you see you see uh, Teddy talk to the the uh, the librarian here on the second floor uh, what do you want to do are you still looking for uh, Somebody? I guess. Uh, did Roy overhear anything about, like, these, like the forbidden section or anything? Like yeah, I'd say you're within earshot that, I mean, and nobody okay. was making it secret, so. Okay. Uh, Roy will, like, sidle up beside Teddy. Had a partner. Hey. Heard you, heard you uh, had a bit of an impasse. So far, we'll check with the doctor first before, you know, we pull rank plan or plan B it. Okay. I mean, I, 
I figured I'd just talk to him first to see what the deal is. Maybe maybe the credentials will get us access. And, you know, failing that, um, we can at least maybe figure out where the books are being kept uh, to retrieve at some point later. Roy gives you a toothy grin. Uh, that's why you're the brains of us, too. I'll follow along just in case. <laughs> so you two are going up to the third floor? Yeah. Yeah. So again, the the same spiral staircase that you exited on the second floor goes up to the third. Uh, you notice uh, it's a lot quieter up, quieter up here. Uh, no, you can't really see anybody. You do see one enclosed office that has kind of uh, windows um, looking out into uh, the landing of the stairs, and you do see another older gentleman, um, kind of gray hair, totally gray. A little bit of uh, salt and pepper at the temples, but the rest is all gray. Wearing a uh, like a tweed uh, overcoat or sports jacket, um, sitting there reading a book, taking notes, head down. Uh, Doctor Armitage, I'll say rather loudly for being in a library. <laughs> um, it is it because the, it is kind of dead quiet up here. It does kind of ring through and and penetrates the glass in his office and you see him kind of pop his head up uh he is a bearded man same white beard around uh he's got kind of a a rosy nose a little bit uh kind of you know the rosacea of old age um uh he kind of he signals you over like he's not he doesn't get up or anything but he's just kind of i'll walk over there um yeah you the door is closed to his office well, seeing as he motioned, I'm not going to knock. I'll just try and open the door. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, hello. Uh, what bring, third floors. I mean, kind of, I don't want to say off limits, but. It's out of the way. You know, out of the way, uh, appointment only. I don't believe I had anybody coming in today. Uh, well, you gentleman downstairs said that this book I'm looking for is available by request only, uh, and that you would be the one I would have to talk to about that. Well, again, there's no books up here for checkout. Uh, well, I don't necessarily need to check it out. I'd just like to view it. <laughs> well, even that can be a dangerous game. Uh, uh, don't you know my name? What what happens to be yours? I will. Uh, reach into my back pocket, back pocket, and produce uh, my badge, um, and provide credentials. Ah, uh, okay, very nice. Uh, uh, and is your name on your badge? I assume. Yeah. Full name, or is it? Uh, yeah, it's got my my full name, Theodore. There. Theodore. Uh, Teddy, please. Oh, well, you know mine. I'm. Uh, Dr. Armitage, but you could call me Henry. Uh, so, uh, what book are you you're looking for? I'll hand him the scrap of paper that uh, I wrote the title down on. So, De Vermes Mysteries, uh, the old Latin text. What on earth do you want with this? A uh, friend of mine past recently he was doing some research with this in years past and has left us in a bit of a conundrum a mystery if you will 
well, it would have to be many years ago. This book has been uh, behind lock and key for a while now. Uh, again, I, I, I don't know what you want with this, but it is should not really be read by anybody. Uh, I'm, I'm afraid I can't, I can't give it to you. I can't let you see this. You've got a book that you can't let me see, but that you deem too dangerous to view, but not dangerous enough to destroy? Well, uh, there might be a time and place, my friend, a uh, time and place that information in this book may be of use. Right now is not that time. You don't know that for certain, sir. Uh, again, like... Give, you seem to know what's in that book. Give me, uh, I'll, I'll give you, give you a, a, a plethora of skills you can give me here. You can give me a fast talk, as this is a quick interaction, or a charm. I wouldn't say persuade. No, I'll say persuade. Persuade, fast talk, or charm. I'll let you pick which kind of tactic you are coming in. Uh, it sounds like a persuade. Yeah, that's that's what I'm All going right. for. So go ahead and give me a persuade. I do believe we have a D10 in chat, if uh, if you so choose. And uh, this is a good reminder for chat. If you can, uh, if you have the channel points, you can redeem those for 1,500 and give our uh, investigators here a little help. Ooh, 73 out of 60. Ooh, within range of a D10. If you'd like to use it there, Teddy. <laughs> Oh, I think I, I think I got it. So you can do a couple things. One, you can redo, redeem the D10. You can spend luck, or you can push this roll. Uh, we haven't talked about pushing rolls here in uh, in in the game, but pushing rolls mean you just roll again. If you fail again, something bad is going to happen. The stakes are a little bit higher. You are taking chances that you probably sh shouldn't take all the time. So I'll, I'll leave it up to you. You got three options. <laughs> I think we should test a new mechanic. Chris, uh, are we close enough here to maybe contribute because we might have a pretty decent? No, you guys are talk? still you guys are still down on the second floor. They've they've gone up a floor. Um, and I'll say, Cosmic Knight, thanks for the follow. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you. I'll go for the push. Okay. Do it. Do it. <laughs> so I just roll this again. Yep. You, you roll again. <laughs> Hey. hey, there you go. So you do get it. He's, uh, so you did persuade. So what are you saying? Like how, what kind of uh, sprinkle on this uh, Sunday are you throwing on there to persuade uh, him? Well, he seems to be aware of what's in the text. And so I just kind of want to let him know that while I don't know exactly what's in the text, uh, things that it pertains to are coming to fruition. Well, uh... You're not meddling in these things, are you? These, these are things not of this world. I'm trying to put a dying man's wish to rest. Things he meddled in, he's left untended to. Well, you, know, you can think of us as uh, unmeddlers. I once thought of myself as that, and uh, I've gotten all this gray hair. I... Let's say, <laughs> let's say I do bring this book out from lock and key and I show it to you. It's going to take quite some time 
to read through this and be able to pull. You don't know Latin, do you? I mean, it no, is. Sure this, books here that can help with the translation. Or, or maybe you know Latin. Maybe you can help with the translation. See, well, you're with already. <laughs> Sick transit, Gloria. Am I right? Um, I mean, we are on a Miskatonic University campus, <laughs> sir. I can't imagine that I would have to go too far to find some. No, no, there are definitely professors here on campus that could help out, but. Uh, it, it's not so much the decoding. It's what happens when it is decoded. I mean, you look all of right mind that reading this will kind of send you spiraling into something you may not like and may not be able to get back from. So let's say, hypothetically, I do pull this book out and show it to you. That's not going to be too... I don't know of the outcome. That will be good. Well, I got to put something to rest, sir. That book seems to be one of my few clues. Right. Frankly, if we don't read the book, something worse is going to happen, probably. He kind of sits back in his chair a little bit. You can see him kind of... He's contemplating. Well, seeing... Uh, you have the credentials... Do you know who's checked this book out before? I believe there's a... Rupert. Name ring a bell? Marion Allen, maybe. Uh, Mr. Merriweather and uh, Mr. Allen. It's been some time since I've seen them. Well, it's, um, unfortunately, you ain't gonna see Rupert again anytime soon. Uh, old feller, uh, God rest his soul, passed on to his maker just the other day. Seems uh, like more and more of my friends are... I guess it comes with age, right? Yeah, it happens when you're old. Roy says with zero tact. <laughs> uh, you'll be there one day I, I guarantee it <laughs> I ain't getting old <laughs> Roy just Roy gives a grim smile at that well alright couple conditions here I don't don't expect this to happen again I'll bring it out I'll let you look at it but uh it can't leave this room Fair enough. Are we clear on that? Okay. He gets up, and he kind of checks his vest pockets, pulls out a little key ring with two keys on it. You guys will have to follow me. And he makes his way out of his office and down the hall, um, and there is a, a little, not a little door, but it is a door kind of, there's not much, this is just a long hallway with a door on each side and he goes to the one on the right opens it up and goes inside and in here you see a bunch of old tomes of books i mean these are in in various states various make uh, you can tell this is the restricted section there are books in here that are who knows where they came from when they were uh, uh created and he uh he starts eyeing around and uh there it is and there's one table kind of bar height it's not one that you sit down at and you know get comfortable and read 
he pulls it out, and it is. It's it has doesn't really have a binding to it. It's it's more like threaded, spiral bound almost. Uh, this black leather, uh, it, any sheen on the leather has worn off. Um, uh, written by Ludwig Prin. You want to take a guess when it was written? Theodore? Teddy, sorry, sorry. Uh, my education be useful in, in determining <laughs> just age from the jump, like based on its bindings. Uh, and what? A couple hundred years, I would, I would, I would wager, perhaps <laughs> older. Ah, uh, yes. I put my money on time. It, uh, pretty close, Roy. Uh, fifteen ninety-two. Shoot, there must have been dinosaurs around then. No. <laughs> I certainly wasn't there. Uh, but so he, he lays it down. He does not open it. He lays it down on the the counter on the the bar uh, that is in the center of this room. Again, it, opening this book and deciphering any of this is going to lead to some things that you may not come back from. I've already seen a few of those things. All right. He he takes a step back. Bro, you want to keep eye out or maybe let our companions know where <laughs> we're at? Sure thing, and sure thing. I will go ahead and crack crack the cover on this book that's written in a language that I don't know. Uh, do you want me to bring some books on uh, old Latin? Yeah, might might not hurt. Might, might uh, check and see pretty- if... Uh, Archie or Lewis are familiar with the language. Now yeah, I'll figure it out from. And he, Royal head on down. Okay. Uh, and he's going to go up to Archie and Lewis. All right. Uh, um, we'll say, uh, Teddy, as you're looking at this, you quickly see, just kind of thumbing through it, it, it's, it has 16 distinct sections in there. Each one different, again, in a, in a language that you don't... I mean, you know it's Latin, but you don't understand it. You can't really... Right. Um, there are certain words just, you know, just that are in our normal everyday lexicon that you can see and understand and kind of trace back to a meaning. But uh, for the most part, you're not able to, like, string anything together. Uh, Roy, so you're heading back to uh, Lewis and Archie. Mm-hmm. And you, you go back down the spiral stairs, head down into the uh, the research section of the library, and you see them uh, kind of pouring over some books at, at one of the back tables. Howdy, fellas. Any of uh, y'all know how to read Latin? Latin? I do. Ooh, oh, uh, I do not, so it's like Archie can be of help. Well, Archie, uh... I'm going to need, need your help with a special book. We need a little bit of a translation. Teddy's good with the, the crypto, the, the, the crypto bio, crypto biology. That's it. That's it. But he ain't too good with the, uh, the dead languages and all that. Well, I will see what I can do. Where's the boat? Where's the tone? Uh, follow, follow me up here. And, uh, oh, um, <clears throat> don't. Teddy's probably going to do his best to make sure that you don't understand everything you're reading or helping to translate, but uh, what you learn, keep it quiet. 
Okay. What What are the dangers? You know, <laughs> you know, knowledge and all that. It's a dangerous state secrets and all. Oh, well, then I, I must be in grave danger already. Oh, absolutely grave danger. I mean, I would hate to have to use my piece on you. He, he gestures to the gun at his side. <laughs> no need for that, my friend. <laughs> I'm getting that kid. I wouldn't do that. I like you. Anyways, uh, follow me up here. Oh, he likes me, everyone. <laughs> I like everyone, if you haven't figured it out. <laughs> I don't like someone I'm probably shooting at. Okay. Uh, so uh, up we go then, yeah? Yeah, so you guys make it through uh, second floor, up spiral up to the third floor, and you, you don't see anybody. You do see the empty office. Uh, Roy leads you back. And as you all start to turn the corner into this room, you see Dr. Uh, Armitage. <laughs> well, no, oh, no, this was not in the uh, agreement. Again, this is the restricted section. It's like yes, standing a, a crime. Don't don't well, worry. Don't standing don't out there. No. Now, now my, my buddy Teddy's the professional. He'll make sure to parse it all up. Make sure he can understand what he's being read. Um. Teddy, did you did you just flip through this, or are you trying to actively decipher any of it? Uh, I flipped through it at first, but I mean, I will actively attempt to read or you know decipher what of it I can while I'm waiting for for Roy to come back with a book, which I don't expect to be much, but okay. you know, I'm I'm definitely giving it a good effort while while I can. Okay. Are we up there yet? Yeah, you guys or... are up there. Um... Mr. Ar- Mr. Archie, are you 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 ain't, you ain't good about like that uh, puzzle solving but with words and stuff? You ain't good with that. So I would think so. Yes. <laughs> as I think so. As these voices, Teddy, that you know, come through, and you're you're reading and hearing, you're gonna lose three sanity. Of course I am. Of course I am. Uh, <laughs> Welcome and, to Call of everyone. Uh, yeah. Had to put a bull in the back of his head sooner than I thought. <laughs> uh, and you, you instinctively take off your bowler hat and just kind of smash it into your chest. It just kind of like, almost like you're, you're grabbing at your heart, but you, you're using your bowler hat as this kind of uh, barrier between... Um, and that an involuntary action that I get to decide that you do whenever you lose sanity points, that would be it. And you do take a step back and everybody can see you doing this. Uh, and you see Armitage sees you doing this as well. And he comes over and he closes it quickly. Now you see, this is exactly what I was talking about. Are you okay? Uh, Theodore. I'll kind of. Uh, shake my head a bit like I'm trying to clear cobwebs out of my skull uh, there was I'm all right I, I'd say there was one section of the text that kind of almost like 3d movie came out at you and kind of uh, shook you a little bit that caused this involuntary action um, and kind of kind of shook you to your core a little bit uh, hair standing up on your arms. Teddy, you're right. Not looking too well. Uh, what did you see in the book? 
it's Armitage chimes. It's best that you don't repeat that. Uh, he closes it and he begins to put it back up on the shelf. I, again, maybe figuring out exactly what you need to find in here before you just go traipsing around. It's only going to lead to more like that or even worse. Again, these are put behind these walls for a reason. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid our, our time's done here. Um, hold, hold, hold on, Mr. Uh, Armitage. Uh, what you're saying here is if we come back and say exactly what chapter or something that we need from this, then you'll let us look at it. I'm saying, you, yeah, you need to get some more uh, proverbial ducks in a row t- to be able to go looking through this. You can't just... This it was my it was my mistake letting you in here in the first place. Don't figure so, out exactly what you need here, other than just some people read it a while ago. Sure, I, I think I might have an idea. I think I might have an idea. Well, at, at this point, do tell. But he's gonna he's gonna put it back up on the shelf and kind of begin to like usher you guys out. Um, I mean, feel free, son. Uh, uh, relay those ideas. This is. We're looking for anything to do. We're looking for anything to do with a genie. Perhaps we could find something about that. A genie or. or... A gin, right? Didn't you say gin? No, oh, yeah. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, One of those. They're the same. <laughs> One in the same. Uh... One in the same. But anything about that. I know, I know indexes are not a thing, but perhaps we could at least search for that. Roy, show him the box. Okay, show him the box. Oh, by the way, just to everybody, a reminder to uh, read off the results of your dice because the chat is able to affect those if they're close enough. <laughs> well, to be fair, Teddy didn't get to roll. He just lost three for... Yeah, my, my roll was accidental. <laughs> yeah, he, he lost three to, just for looking at it. Um, point, so. So, I'll I'll take out the uh, box and I'll show it to him. Well, that's that's Egyptian, Egyptian, son. That's not not Latin. Ain't that what they spoke? <laughs> I'm afraid not. Shoot, come so on, surprise! I'm afraid this box and this book not going to have a strong correlation. Um. But what? Wouldn't happen to know anyone who studies Egyptology? Yeah. Oh, a friend. Of course, that would be. Uh, and he kind of clicks his tongue a little bit, looks to the ceiling. Uh, what's his name? He's uh, relatively new here on, on campus. I think his name's uh, Rice, Pro- Warren Rice, Professor Warren Rice. Hmm. He, he'd, yeah, he'd be the one to be able to help you decipher those hieroglyphs there. But, it, but sir. Yeah, go ahead. What what might it be? I believe this book, you say there's a correlation, but I do believe this book would be able to tell us a little something about how this box works and what it does. Uh, Despite it being different languages, I believe they, it could tell us something. Uh, Archie, I, I think we should... That's what we're sh- looking for. Listen, I, I, I right. look at the man and say we can't ever come look at this book. He said that we need to get a couple more ducks in a row, so let's go get a little more information, then we can mosey on back here and talk to him. He's just trying just to help explain the ducks we've already had in a row, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, 
I've seen this sort of thing before. I mean, poor, poor little Teddy over there nearly jumped out of socks. I think we should wait, save this one for last. I agree. If, if the book is split, might have some people, sense about you. Shoot! Sounds like a good idea. Where, where'd you come from, Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry, I fade in the background sometimes. I'm here. <laughs> I didn't see you there. Uh, uh. I, yeah, I think we should maybe um either go talk to this Mr. Rice or maybe uh give poor Teddy a break. We could we go talk to Mr. Rice. Oh, but before we go, Mr. Armitage. Mind if I ask you one more question, completely unrelated to the book here? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, do you know any of those old farts? Um, <clears throat> where, where that uh feller check in my notes? <laughs> Roy says, looking at like a marker he's drawn in the back of his hand. Uh, Marion Allen uh might be. Again, I I just remember them being students here many years ago. Um. Know anyone I can talk to to find them or find them? No, not. It's uh, like I said, it's been a while. Uh, They're not, you know, haven't been on campus, I'm sure, in 20, 30 years. So I can't say that I do. Uh, I mean, you you talked to uh, Rupert's wife, right? She might know something. Yeah, I I was thinking the same thing there. Yeah. I might just have to uh, go pay up. My respects to the wife. Anyways, I, I think our time is done here, and he's going to start to push you guys out and get ready to lock up. Uh, again, <laughs> you, you don't tell anybody I let you up here, and we'll be in good business, and maybe you get a few more ducks in that row. We'll, uh, we'll see what we can do. You let us up here? I don't know what you're talking about. That's the thinking, uh, Roy, and he kind of pats you on the, on the back a little bit. Again, might be better following him around. <laughs> Roy gives a shit-eating grin to Teddy. Uh, right, well, gentlemen, it looks like we have some things we need to do. Let's go find this uh, Professor Rice, and maybe he can take a look at the box for us. Can I head downstairs and maybe ask one of the, the librarians where they might know where he is uh yeah you go down you ask and they she they got like a little uh handout map of the uh the campus uh i believe he's he's over here in the history section of uh campus it's gonna be and he it's like half a block away within the same stretch of uh campus Gentlemen, ready? I'm, I'm just going to start heading over that way. I'm going to say it's about 4.30 at this point. You know, uh, enough time has passed walking there, kind of researching some Egyptian hieroglyphs, messing around up on the third floor. So about an hour and a half past, so 4.30 in the uh, afternoon. You guys head down out, and you're kind of going into campus now. Uh, you know, uh, small cement paths lead, line, uh, lead the way, different areas trees, benches, all the good stuff. And you do find uh, the building that was pointed out to you on the map. And you see on the uh, the roster outside, it says uh, Rice, second floor, room 201. Right, room 201, boys. Uh, yep, I'm going to head inside, walk upstairs, and find room 201. I'm going to follow in. 
Yep, I'll bring up the rear. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, you guys head in, go up to the second floor, 201, first door there on the left. Uh, you do see that it is, light is on uh, through some, like, smoky glass uh, with Professor Rice uh, etched in on, on the, uh, the window there. Okay. I'm going to just, like, knock politely on the door. Uh, uh, office hours are tomorrow at noon. Uh, please come back then. Oh, this isn't exactly an office hours question. Uh, I think you might actually have some interest in what I have for you, sir. What possibly could that be? Uh, I have a uh, particular box with some hieroglyphics on it, something I've never seen before, and I heard you were the, right, the man to uh, speak to. You hear creaky wheels of an office chair kind of roll back, stand up. And as he stands up, you see the outline of this man through the smoky window, opens the door. You see a, a younger, uh, almost, for a professor, he looks pretty young. He does have uh, some, some bags under his eyes. Uh, you know, maybe it's, it's midterms and he's doing a lot of grading, not getting a lot of sleep. Uh, but, all right. What could it be that you are bothering me during my time? Uh, I, you're not Eddie. a student of mine, are you? No, no, no I'm afraid I'm not. I'm actually uh, a, a journalist. But Teddy, uh, did you have the box? Would Would you be willing to show him? Oh, there's a whole, whole Ford yeah, right here. Yeah, this is just my my friend. Sorry. Um, Roy, let him see it. It's not wasting any time. So as you pull out the box, he's yeah, that's Egyptian all right. And you mind if I take a look? Of course. I'd be very careful. We've he immediately a... opens it. Okay. Because he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. And, you know, nothing happens. He opens it uh, and looks on the underside and he holds it out to you, to you all. I can't, can't right say what those are on the underside. You see that there are... Uh, etchings more rune rune like, less picturesque, more straight lines and crosses that kind of line the whole inside of this box. But he, he quickly puts it back. But uh, I can say, I could I could decipher all this for you. I guess. Um, are you in a hurry for it? It's going to take some time. Well, I can, I can give you a heads. Start. We did look at some books, and I believe one of the first lines is Seeker of Wisdom. So maybe that cut down on the total time he, to take you to... He, he points to that line of uh, hieroglyphs that you've... Good, you, you've done a little bit of work here. Uh, there are probably five other lines to go. Well, I mean, this is going to take me at least... Till tomorrow morning, if uh, you want to leave it here, uh, you know I gotta find the right reference material. It looks to be uh, Second Dynasty, as I'm looking in quickly. Quick glance at this Second Dynasty. So yeah, I, I have the material. Hmm. I mean, sounds reasonable to me. It is interesting. It is. It is. I mean, it's kind of solid gold here. Where did you say you got this? 
We didn't. We, yeah, we didn't think. That's we right. acquired it. That's right. I'll I'll hand him my card, um, and I won't like thrust my badge in his face, but I keep my business cards in my badge fold, um, and so I will I will nonchalantly flash my badge as I get a card out to hand to him. <laughs> um, and just ask him to give us a, a ring when he's finished. Perfect, perfect. Uh, Theodore, thank you. Um, yeah, give me... I'll let you know in the morning what I find. This is interesting. Uh, he kind of grabs it, tucks it under his arm, and he goes and shakes your hands. Uh, uh, as we've mentioned and you've surmised, it's rather valuable piece. I'd really hate to not hear from you tomorrow. Oh, uh, it would be outside of, of my academic duties to not. Outstanding. Uh, I mean, he, you could tell he's kind of putting some weight into the badge and, and card that you gave him. Um, you know, he's understanding the, uh, the severity here a little bit, I think. Eyes uh, glance to the gun also. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, either come meet me or I, I can call you at this number. Uh, sure. In the morning. All right. Um, okay. Well, well, I guess I'll get right on it then. Uh, you could, he's got like kind of a, a, a vigor in him. Like he's got a new job to do outside of grading some shitty Egypt 101 papers. He, he quickly goes back in, closes the door behind him. Uh, so, do you, do you all trust him to actually keep that? You seem to be the uh, assumed professionals here. Yeah, fella looks like a nerd. Probably <laughs> like John Wright Giddy get to get that thing. Right? Do I look like a nerd? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just want to see what group I'm in in your mind. That's good to know. It's the glasses. Being the answer. Real big nerd glasses. So help me see. Thank you. Uh, see well, books. See books. I, I, I can see books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am that, still that's feeling. Why I can't a... read. I only got the one eye. I mean, got the two, but. <laughs> what was that? What was that under the bandana? Oh, it, you. Roy takes off his bandana, like just peeks behind it, and like he's got his. He's got two eyes functioning. He's just like it's really scarred up though. Uh, he had a grenade go off and. Lots of shrapnel. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, best keep the bandana on, right? Um, I uh, I am still feeling a bit peckish. If you y'all want to take a stock, and get a quick meal. Maybe we could discuss what we found. I think that might be a good idea. Boys, hungry? Yeah. Sounds good to me. We could. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Walk back to my car. There's enough room in it for all of us. Oh, you Drive have an automobile. Please. A horse's carriage. <laughs> That's well, fancy. I, I could eat a horse. Into it. So you guys have decided you are going to Aunt Lucy's, or are you going to... Uh, I don't think the speakeasy is open yet, if that's where you are heading. Uh, yeah, I don't think they open until a little later. Yeah, it's like 8 or 9 o'clock. So. <laughs> kind of wait till the sun goes down before you open up the... Uh, the underground speakeasy, but you know, Aunt Lucy's is you know just getting into that uh, uh, dinner hype, dinner train going on. Uh, 
Yeah, homebrew RP, no problem. Uh, you know, you redeem a, a Prime sub, you get some free emotes. So, hope you like it. <laughs> so, you guys have... You've given off the, uh, the task of uh, deciphering the, the, uh, uh, the, the sarcophagus to Professor Rice. You, you got a brief look into the uh, De Vermis Mysteries and, whoa, type, type O. Yeah. Thanks for the sub, or the gift sub to the community. I appreciate it. We'll have to think about some, how we're going to handle those subs uh, in-game stuff. But anyway, so you've given off the task of deciphering. You got a, uh, Teddy, you got a brief glimpse into the uh, De Vermes um, Mysteries. Uh, kind of had an adverse effect on you. And, and you're going to Aunt Lucy's to get dinner and, and do what? So you're going back to your car. Let's say this. You walk back to, the, to St. Mary's Hospital where you parked a car. You all get in. Uh, what does your car look like? What kind of uh, 1920s version of vehicle do you have? Uh, probably a, a Model T. I put a match It's kind of hatchback, so it's got a bench seat in the back. Right, yeah. yeah. All right, perfect. So, of course, okay. uh, Archie and Lewis. This thing winds up uh, and starts rolling down the street. You're going across the, uh, the, one of the bridges that uh, span the Miskatonic River, uh, and I'd, I'd say you were on the left one going up, and, and it's – beautiful river kind of nice to have strolling uh streaming through the town uh and you you make the appropriate turns to get to aunt lucy's you see this little kind of not really a hole in the wall but it is a smaller diner uh and teddy you know exactly where and what you want to do does anybody want to role play anything out on the way to aunt lucy's or do you guys just want to get right in i gotta get right in yeah okay all right seems good to me all right, so you park and you head in, and there is a long curving counter that has stools set up that you could sit at the uh, the bar, or you can get a booth. Um, what what was what does Teddy and Roy normally do when they come here? I usually get a booth. Okay. Yeah, Teddy right. has Teddy has his booth. It's not <laughs> exactly. not really his, but you know he tries to sit in the same spot yeah, every time. Yeah, he's here. it's it's got your. <laughs> Your ass grooves into the seat. Yeah, so you're able to get your booth is open. Uh, people kind of know, like, you're coming around sometime around dinner time. They, Since there's no waitress here, they, it's just kind of a known thing. Um, so they don't have to remind anybody. I don't uh, have to stand there awkwardly <laughs> next to someone waiting for them to finish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you you get the smells of like it's it's home cooking. It's a lot of lot of butter, a lot of grease, a lot of you know a lot of uh, fixins here uh, that they're preparing in the back, um, and of course your fried chicken and potatoes. Holy cow! I'm at home, everyone. <laughs> All right. So yeah, you guys grab your seat. Um, Aunt Lucy kind of catches eyes with you. And she sees, and she holds up like four. Yeah, yeah, I'll, you're all getting the same I'll thing. Four back there. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys have a seat. In a few minutes, you know, food will be out. Uh, Teddy, what, uh, what was the four? You know, what we're getting to eat. I was hoping for some some biscuits, tea, maybe, uh, maybe some fried fish, anything like that here. Fried chicken, mashed potatoes. I'm not sure what, if any, green vegetable will be available today, okay. uh, and probably a cup of coffee. I, 
I know you're from over the pond and all, but uh, tea's still not too popular around these parts. Okay. Uh, we gotta uh, get I, you I some coffee. That's good stuff. Um, okay. I, I, I'm barely used to brown food, so let's, let's eat. Whenever the food gets you, of course. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, boys, what is the game plan from here? I, I first, I, I've seen two, one too many mystical things. I've heard of gins and genies and magic books that are, that are somehow hurting people. Uh, I've seen a man die all within the past three or four hours. Anyone have any idea what's going on? Well, I first of all, welcome to the club. <laughs> uh, yep, this is some club I mean, to be a part of. Uh, I mean, uh, what what y'all think about that? So, this sort of like voodoo nonsense and all that. Oh, God. Do you believe it? Roy says, face screwed up and like, he looks like he's skeptical about it. I can't say that I particularly believe any of this. It just maybe uh, seems there's got to be some natural reason for everything happening, right? <laughs> hmm. Maybe. Maybe it's a ghost. A ghost? Like yeah. white, white sheet holes cut out ghost? I mean, suppose so. Ain't never seen a ghost before, but I imagine that's probably how they look. Okay. Uh, Teddy, you seem to be rather quiet. Uh, you have you any experience <laughs> in any of this? I saw the badge. So, what organization are you a part of? Officially, I work for the FBI. Right. Okay. Fairly recently established. Most of our guys are involved in, uh, well, busting speakeasies, as it were. Getting rid of gangsters. Uh, I tend to look into things that no one else wants to look into. Okay, like murder, arsony. What are we? What? What? What exactly uh, are you referring to? You're being rather cryptic. Uh, for good reason. I tend to look into things like that book uh, in the library, or... Uh, and you're positive it was the book. It wasn't like a, a hot murmur, or maybe, maybe you've had too much of this fried chicken and coffee. You're in good health, maybe? No? Good enough health. Okay. Huh. Sound enough mind for the time being. Right. Uh, well, it's my job to investigate things, so if in any way I suppose I can help you get to the bottom of this, I'd be more than willing to help. I've seen enough to convince me that there's definitely something going on. You'll, you'll come to your own conclusions before things are finished. I what? can't say for certain whether you'll believe truly or find some natural cause to blame things on. Either is okay. Personally, personally, this just piques my, my curiosity. Uh, I don't know if I'm prepared to cast uh, academic judgment yet on any of it, but um, I'm eager to know. I do know, uh, and Teddy, Roy, I don't know if I shared with you the contents of 
at least the first entry, and I hold up the journal of this. But um, there's an animal, nay, a buck, trapped in amber, or I would imagine that there is, inside the sarcophagus in that box. And that's... When, I'll say when it's you spooky. opened the sarcophagus earlier, was there anything in it? I believe Wait, it was empty. Nope. Whoops. Yeah, empty. Whoops. Never mind. Just the only thing in there was the the runic carvings right, on, the, on the, the backside of the lid. Actually, if, I, if I remember correctly, I believe you said well, that, uh, they used that 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 insect or whatever it was, the anthropod in the amber to perform some kind of ritual. Correct. No, it says here it's the it <clears throat> it's used to trap. Or sorry, the animal that's trapped in the amber or was misspoke there um, is the host that binds this. I'm just going to say genie because that's easier <laughs> um, to Earth. It's or at least I would imagine binds it to Earth. Um, and, and Teddy Roy, this this genie would be a guide to the spirit world purportedly. Right, so if it's not in the box, then I'm going to assume that maybe it's not bound to this amber anymore. Maybe it's been released, or maybe it's been out for some time. G GM. Or maybe someone stole it. Yeah, go ahead. Was the bo the box that we were shown? Like we were shown the inside of it at that point, right? Yeah, Professor Rice opened it and and turned it to you and said, "Hey, I don't know what these are. Uh, so, you're on your own there." At a glance, would I recognize that the box, say, was shallow enough that it might have had a false bottom? No. Well, you couldn't really tell. I mean, I, I slipped and told you no, but you can't. You couldn't really tell uh, because you, I don't know that you ever opened it and looked at it. He showed you the top, and and then closed it back on. So, no. So we didn't see inside the box then. Not. Inside, no, you saw the backside of the lid. Lewis, yes. I would wager to say that if if Rupert entrusted us to contain some sort of dark presence, then perhaps this or something like it was released or unbounded this genie. Because I also see here that uh, the tome, like the, the, the book we were trying to read, De Vermis Mysterious, it purportedly says that there uh, are actually four such pieces of, of this amber, four kind of like pieces that contain these spirits, um, one of which was in the sarcophagus we know to be empty. So at least one of them apparently was was uh, released or might have been released. Right. Or maybe all four have been released. We have no so idea. We have no way of knowing. It's a scary thought. <laughs> There's four of these genies floating about uh, I uh, no, let's, not, let's not get ahead of ourselves I don't want us to spook each other uh, 12 wishes <laughs> yes Roy that's like 12 wishes uh, you could do math <laughs> I can do a little bit <laughs> I can count on my fingers coming around the corner of the, uh, the, the bar out of the kitchen is uh, Teddy, who you would know as Lu Lucy, 
uh, real name Lucille. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I have that. I'll, go, I'll, I'll stand up to go collect my tray. I know she's not going to bring it all the way. To yeah, the she's table. got she's got two trays. One has the food, and the other has uh, the coffee in it. Uh, oh, Teddy, you are so nice. Uh, thank you. Um, that damn nephew of mine, Brian, keeps hiring these ditzy waitresses. They don't seem to last a day. So I'm doing all the hustle myself. Uh, here, and she hands, she kind of pushes forward the food tray while she keeps um, the the coffee tray, and then gets two hands on it, uh, two hands proper. I'll walk the food back to the table, and you know, hand plates out to everybody. Ah, oh, well, and and on these. You see almost four exact replicas of a dish here. It's got the fried chicken in one corner and one quadrant. In the other one, it's got mashed potatoes with that uh, black-flecked uh, brown gravy. Uh, <laughs> there are some uh, some limp green beans uh, right below that. And then right next to that, there is a, a roll, you know, like the old rolls you used to get, like, in school. The butter top uh, sitting there, not like a not like a biscuit, but more of a roll. Uh, they they all look exactly the same. Uh, here here's your food. Thank you all. And here are some coffees. Uh, you know I don't know if you need sugar or cream, but uh, I assume it's black. Uh, Teddy, you got friends with you today. I, I don't. I mean, we know Roy. How you doing, Roy? Oh. These are some oh, new associates. <laughs> Archie and Lewis and all. Archie, Lewis, pl- pleasure to meet you. Uh, nice pleasure. You listen to Teddy here. He brought you to the finest uh, establishment here in Arkham. If Teddy suggested it, I believe it. The food looks quite lovely. Thank you, thank you. Um, You know, Martin back there doing the cooking tonight, uh, I'll I'll let him know what you said. Uh, Anything else I can get you, Teddy, the pie, as usual? Uh, Probably towards... Give us, you know, 15, 20 minutes to, to get this down. But, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll probably come and get some pie from you for, for the evening's over. Uh, yeah, you, you know I'd give you that time. Uh, just a heads up, we are closing here in about 45 minutes. No rush for you guys. You know, uh, just if you see us start ushering people out, you don't worry about it. You're, you're more than welcome to stay while we do our, our cleanups. Appreciate it. <laughs> and she, she turns around, heads back. And you you hear like, hey hey Martin, they like your food. <laughs> From uh, Lucille. Yep, y'all folks put that food on your head, and your tongue would beat your brains out trying to get to it. You eat up. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take a bite. How how delicious is this food? <laughs> I don't know, Teddy. <laughs> yeah, how, how delicious is this chicken? Uh, probably probably not. Actually, I, I imagine the food is passable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the fried chicken has a stale taste to it, like the oil they are frying it in is rather old and should be recycled out. The mashed potatoes themselves have a good c- consistency. The gravy is is pretty good, a little salty. Um, green beans, I wouldn't eat them. Uh, they are been boiled, cooked to death. Uh, the rolls are, you know, passable. I take back my comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, coffee's good. Coffee is, uh, you know, strong. Look, it, it fills a hole. <laughs> yeah, and it's only 35 cents. Right. 
Good as about um, half the dude, Roy eats. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna dig in, eat eat what I can, and then uh, <laughs> as I'm eating, uh, I... the pie is much better. Okay, I I'm very excited for the pie. Uh, so, Teddy, where do we go from here? I'm, I I I know we can go back and see the professor tomorrow, uh, Mr. Professor Rice. But outside of that, uh, do you have any connections? Anyone we could talk to? I do have a friend somewhere in town that I could I could probably get in contact with later, but uh, I don't know if he'd be exactly helpful to us at the moment. Who's your friend? My friend is uh, my friend is uh, he works at the Arkham Gazette, the paper you had earlier. Uh, his name's William uh, Willard Peck. Uh, I believe he's a journalist there. I got in touch with him before I made the trip over. So he, he, he might know some people around town if we need to get in contact with anyone. Do many of the people in Arkham know how to read Herodotus? Although perhaps I'll be surprised. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. He is, he's been working at the paper for some time, I believe. So um, at the very least, he is a good connection down the road. Well, what about those uh, squiggly things on the back of the, uh, on the underside of the box? Any of y'all recognize them? Not at all. The squiggly lines on the underside of the box. Like, they were, like, Mr. Rice said, uh, oh, this is Egyptian up top, but like on the bottom, I don't know what this is. Oh, I, I think I got a good glimpse of those, unfortunately. If you did get a glimpse and you'd maybe like to piece something together, you can give me an occult roll. Mm. But I would see what my score is for that. Only if you if you got a good look and you are uh, maybe oh. pretty trained in that. I don't think I don't think Archie did. I don't think okay. he did actually get a look at that. So, <sighs> I will useless am I? <laughs> Oh, sh- hard success there. Oh, Teddy's got a cult for days, man. It's his personal. Yeah, you've personal points. Five out sixty-five. Um, maybe it's it's the fried chicken that's kind of you know greasing the the synapses <laughs> <laughs> up in, up in that old noggin of Teddy's. Uh, it, it comes to mind this name Gla Aki. Like those those. You've seen somewhere before in your travels, in your investigations, um, and and it translates back to a name, Gla-Aki, G-L-A-A-K-I. I would say you don't know much about Gla-Aki. You've just, you're able to make those connections. Gla-Aki? I know a gun like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, Similar, uh, yeah. Gla-Aki... Is, uh, doesn't ring a bell for anyone. And maybe it's another one of the old mystic figures. We seem to be learning about a great many of those lately. True. Uh, none of which I'm quite familiar with. So maybe it'd be best if we uh, present that name to Professor Rice tomorrow as well. But I'm very excited for Pi. So uh, yeah. Why they seem to prefer pepper in here, and I'm I'm looking at the black flex. Yeah, uh, 
upon closer inspection, you can tell that's not pepper. That is bits of. I think. <laughs> bits I think of cast iron. Um, that's be sarcastic that's <laughs> cast iron seasoning. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm, I am a little iron cast iron in here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I definitely would uh, prefer something sweet to balance out uh, all the iron and grease I've been consuming. <laughs> something to clear the palate a bit. Um, Archie, oh, yeah. Archie, are you looking through the journal at all yeah, as, as you're here? Okay. Yeah, I would say that's my next recommendation, too, is while we're kind of waiting around is to review the, the journal. The only other thing that was in the box is a deed to the farm out on Boone Road. Uh, and keys, which I don't suspect are going to be much useful to us right now. I would like at least to hear what Mr. Rice has to say in the morning before we make the trip out to the farm. So I've, I've shared the journal uh, with everybody just so we all can, you know, many hands make easy Actually. lifting. Um, I would say, Archie, you've gotten to the last page. You You go to the final page. And you see a, a, a list of names, uh, and what catches yep. your eye, uh, Archie, is Marion Allen in there, and Rupert Merriweather down at the bottom. So I show everyone the page then. I'm just sharing the journal around, am I? Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, well, look what I found. And I open the page, and I show them the names. Hmm. Uh, it, it looks like we're not going to find uh, Mr. Marion. Alan anytime soon. Mm. I'm going to assume that those are days that they died. And above assume the same. Above those names is this uh, newspaper article that's been cut out and uh, taped into this journal. Uh, brutal you should see this one now. Brutal murder at docks. Yep. Everybody see that? Okay. Yep. Uh, and, and I'll read that out loud. Uh, New Orleans, the body of Mr. Marion Allen, late of Arkham, Massachusetts, was discovered early this morning near the Gulf and Panama docks, a victim to foul play. The man was identified by local witnesses who said that Mr. Allen had been seen in the locale the evening before. Although robbery was an apparent motive, police report that the victim had gruesome marks carved into his forehead and his tongue had been cut out. Mr. Allen had reportedly gone to the police earlier this week claiming that he was being followed and that he feared for his life. He said his shadowy pursuer were after an Egyptian artifact, which he no longer possessed. So that, that is posted in there as well. <laughs> okay. Um, well, this is definitely getting spookier uh, by the minute, boys. Uh, well, and look at what it says. Uh, an Egyptian artifact which he no longer possessed. That could be one of the other animals or critters in amber. It could be anything, but that's what my mind's going to. All right. Well, if we look at the rest of the the journal entry here, I'm pretty sure it's our sarcophagus. That's what GM. it seems like. Uh, Teddy, do you have any connections with the local police force? Uh, not per se. Not the biggest fans of you. Uh, <laughs> our organizations tend to step on each other's toes. Um, I prefer not to involve them in... So, so let's just go ahead and get it out in the open. 
we're investigating things that should probably, as everyone has mentioned thus far, be left in the dark, uh, as it were. Uh, and as such, I, I generally try and refrain from involving uh, police officers in this investigation, uh, or or any of my investigations for that matter, um, just as a matter of principle. The fewer people that have this knowledge, the better for mankind, I guess, as it were. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't be a good idea if I wanted to, say, approach them <clears throat> and ask for the files in this case if they have any at all you didn't have to be there I could take care of it myself I you wouldn't wreck which, which case why <laughs> what was that sorry I don't know if I'd recommend what, like telling them hey I'm looking for this because I'm researching some like crazy mystery about a genie or something like that well, I could just I say that I'm, I'm reporting on uh, the statistics, statistics of death here in Arkham. Just get it, gathering a basic report and maybe just see what they have on file. That sounds right. About right. I mean, are you are you talking about Mr. Allen's death? Uh, Mr. Marion Allen, yes. Well, he died in New Orleans. Oh, I missed that detail. And he, he died in 87. We're in 23. Right, well, I'm not going to take a, tra a trip over there anytime soon. Apparently, I didn't investigate that well enough. <laughs> Good investigative journalism, you. I need uh, some more time way, to read. GM? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Roy, go ahead. <clears throat> Roy being a bodyguard, uh, he's always got a bit of an eye out. Uh, eye out. Uh, for trouble. Have I detected anybody stalking us? Uh, give me a uh, spot hidden. We haven't had one of those. Okay. Fun fact, by the way, trying to read with an eye patch on <laughs> is actually harder. Oh shoot! Roy was not. Roy was not joking. Uh, I used I used to play a character with an eye patch for a long time, <laughs> and yeah, it's 40, it's rough getting used to. Forty-eight out of forty. Um, there there is a D ten left to left to claim. You'd have to roll pretty high. Could we say the stipulation of failing a push roll is not only do I not fail <laughs> if there is somebody like chasing us, then not only do I not fail to like see them, but I give away that I'm looking for them. Maybe. Or you lose your other eye. I is <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's a little <laughs> I'm kidding. Um I I will say this, uh like, Mo most push roll consequences are on the fly, so it's going to be, you know, it depends on, on gonna, uh, where we're at. I, so I was like, I thought it was like based upon like how you're pushing the roll, like Roy, like looking more actively, so that's more obvious. Yeah, that's that. I think that would be a perfect uh, outcome if you failed a push roll. Um, okay, but go ahead. I mean, you can you can spend luck. You can use the d10, or you can push that. That is a push roll of a 24 out of 40. There you go. Push roll. Um, you take a second in between bites to kind of, uh, you know, look over your shoulder a little bit more. Um, outside of the normal people here in, in Aunt Lucy's, you do catch um, Bertrand Merriweather 
drove by one time. Bertram Merriweather? Yeah, uh, Rupert's son. He's not in. He did not stop. But you do, like, as you're looking around, you caught a glimpse of him driving by, looking into Aunt Lucy's. Fellers? May I, may I yes. make a suggestion? Go ahead. If there were some uh, unsavory folk that were chasing after uh, our good friend Mr. Rupert and his friend Marion Allen, there may be a distinct possibility that uh, we've been uh, tailed as well. Somebody might want something from us, you know? Okay, and uh, exactly and who do you suppose was following us? Well, why? It could be any number of failures. Uh, but I did just see uh, Mr. Rupert's son just drive by. Hmm. Could have been a coinkadink. Yeah, but... he does seem pretty upset back in the hospital. Yeah? I, I got an idea. So I've been the one who's been carrying the box most of this time. Why don't I go off, uh, <clears throat> go check something out on my own, and you guys mosey on off uh, three of y'all. I, 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 never mind. Uh, if he got a gun, he might just shoot me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'd be a pretty reasonable solution for that. Uh, uh, unless I duck down now, of course. Was he? Did he just? Pa- you said he passed by. He didn't stick around. Yeah. Okay. He just passed by. He ain't sticking around. But he might do another lap sooner or later. All right. Well, I, I, it might be a good idea for us at one point to go talk to the rest of the Merryweathers. They might be open to talking to us about what happened. After they have some time, of course. Uh, What I picked up from Rupert is they don't understand any of this and probably know very little about it. Um, Now, not not to say that we can't garner some information from them, but I think we need to be very much on our toes in regards to what we say to them. Uh, Yeah. Bertrand let us leave with the box, but I have a very distinct feeling that if he realized there was a couple of pounds of solid gold in that box, uh, he might have had something else to say about us walking out with it. I, I think it might be he might have more than just a monetary interest in. Well, maybe. Gotta keep in mind, this is the son of Rupert. Or not only that, I do believe that his interest might be of the occult nature. And I'm here flipping through the the entries myself, okay. and I'm looking at the very last one. Yeah. Um. And I'm I'm here looking and I'm seeing that, uh, this is obviously from Rupert's perspective. I would imagine. Yep. Um. And so I'm just gonna relay all this to everyone so in this last entry he says he talks about three of them being being dead at this point which is 1877 entering university in order to determine the nature of the thing that he reportedly released i think you would and i think that lewis it was you said that be a good idea to 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 speak to the rest of the Merryweathers. Surely they've got to know something about this if this is legitimate. But it's broken. 
I think when we do meet, then that's what we should ask. We should ask about something relating to a genies, as it were. You want to ask them about the genies? I do, because... Now, could be wrong. Obviously, this is all subject... I'm still skeptical, but that would be something... Or even if it's just, hey, have you? Have, did your father ever mention anything like the and it, uh, gold, it, Egypt, uh, genies, spirits, anything like that? Archie, and if we're do, if we're, if we were to do investigating, that's what I would ask. I guess. Archie, as you're reading through this and starting to piece things together, you're going to lose two sanity points. Um, some of these things that are just coming in and, and really like shaking your foundations of what you know as as real and what is uh, you've seen in front of you and things that are, you know, these things are not spoken of very often. And it's really uh, rattling you a little bit. So you lose two uh, sanity points there, but you get to add one point to your Cthulhu Mythos skill. So in, if, in your character sheet, if you hit the edit, you get to add one point percentile point to your Cthulhu Mythos skill as you've uh, read through this. Uh, Roy, Teddy, do you think it'd be wise uh, if we maybe, when we retire to our rooms and I, when I head back to the hotel, maybe we decide who takes the sarcophagus um, and when we split up that way maybe it would lessen the chance that the Weasley Merryweather boy wouldn't find us or find it mm. in particular. I mean, we left the sarcophagus with oh, Professor Rice. Right. Well, yeah. we have it again. Where, if because he, if you he, know, wow. actually, now now that you say that, I, it, he might be in some danger. Yeah, he's I was been, thinking about that. He's uh, been tailing us. We don't know how long he has it, been. So, but how would how would the Merryweather boy know that we had spoken with the professor? Well, if, he's, if he possibly followed us here, who wants to say he didn't follow us on campus? Mm-hmm. Well, GM, since I've been, like, kind of paying attention, I yep. probably... This is the first time I've seen, like, I've noticed him. We've been stalked, right? Yeah, yeah. This would be the first time you actively saw him, and you haven't seen anything since. I, just... I haven't... I, I don't... So given that he's kind of been... Like, he just drove by all, like, subtle, like... I suspect he ain't keeping a close tabs on us. I expect it's more of a uh, cursory look. So if we want to throw... So he probably doesn't, don't know that I don't got the box no more. If and we besides want... Besides the sarcophagus... Go, go ahead, Roy, sorry. If we want... I can I can throw him off a trail. I'm pretty good at it. I've done it before. Wouldn't hurt. No, I, I suppose okay. that's a good idea. Y'all go, one, y'all go one way, I'll go another. And uh, when I notice him following, I'm going to go... I'm going to disappear. Well, I'll lead him out a little bit, and then I'll disappear. Well, the only thing I got on that, though, is if we're planning on talking to these folks, we probably shouldn't, ought, you know, drop the tail. Drop the tail? If you want to talk to Bertrand, that's, that's something that you guys are interested in. We should probably just confront him instead of dropping the tail. Because that's going to make it awful suspicious point. if we got to go back later and be like, oh, hey, so, you know, when we ducked you, but now we need to talk to you. There ain't nothing about there ain't nothing about dropping a tail. There ain't nothing suspicious about dropping a tail. 
If you lose track of somebody when you're trying to keep, trying to track them, old subtle like like he's doing, especially, well, shit. I mean, it happens. That don't mean the people know you're following them. It means you're bad at your job. Totally up to you guys. I'm I'm good either way. Just was a something to to ponder, as it were. Well, that said, I, I, I trust be either of your judgment. It's this isn't something I particularly have a set of skills in. Uh, well, where would we find Bertram? Maybe that's a silly question, but where would we find him? Teddy and Roy, you you know where the Merriweather house is. It's on the southern end of town, uh, past the university. Yeah. So him being over here, he's away from his his house. But I mean, that's not. He's still in town. It's he's still like in town. Right. Way out. It's not like we're way outside of town, right. and he drove by. So right. he could have been on the way to anywhere. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, I, I I imagine he'll probably retire for the evening to his to, to the Merriweather house. His mother, at any rate, will probably retire there. Um, do I know if Bertrand stays with his folks still? Does he still live out at the house? Yeah, okay. he lives at home. So, yeah, I don't I don't know what time he's intending on going home, but I know that that's he he stays out with his folks out there. Helps keep look after his his uh, mom and well previously Rupert, so I imagine mm-hmm. for the nights out, he'll end up back there at, at, at home. Uh, I don't know that I want to go call him if, on folks what, at this hour. We, though. we would be better... Well, perhaps we would be better uh, served if we waited... If we waited to confront uh, Bertram until we consulted with the professor again. Until we learned a little bit yeah. more about this mysterious thing. I, I think that's reasonable. Uh, let's keep all of our eggs in one basket for now, right? And not spread uh, too thin. Sounds all, like a good plan to me. Lead we have. Especially because I don't know this town. <laughs> same, same. I don't know this town, fellas. I don't know this country very well. <laughs> I'm quite lost. Oh, is that, is Lewis, it, uh, I'm so glad we're bathroom buddies. <laughs> <laughs> I will... Uh, I'll wave over to Lucy and let her know I'm ready for pie. (laughs) (laughs) Pie. Um, Small sliver of She catches you um, and, yeah, starts cutting up a pie. She takes it out of a little little deli uh, case. Uh, Looks to be some sort of of berry from this distance. You can't really tell what, but, yeah. Um, I would say this to uh, Archie and Lewis. You have hotel rooms um, at the Tilden Arms, which is on this north side of town uh, next to the uh, train station. Um, so you, you have rooms squared away. I know we didn't we'll retcon that, but uh, you have a place to stay. Okay. Very good. But we're just keeping after the pot and going to retire right now, or? Yeah, so pie comes out, and it is, in fact, uh, some sort of uh, darker blackberry kind of pie. A uh, little little scoop of whipped cream on top. And as soon as those hit the table, she turns around and starts uh, going to the table saying, all right, time to wrap it up. Uh, it's closing time. Time for everybody to leave. And she looks back at you, Teddy, and said, you know, gives you the, no, not you. Um, and she starts her cleaning routine uh, as this is going on. She, she won't kick us out immediately or anything, but we, we should probably, you know, uh, 
not uh, overstay our welcome and finish our pie and head head on out. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to eat that down because I'm sure the food didn't leave a good taste in my mouth. Yeah. Um, and Teddy, you know this. The pie is made by Lucy herself, so it's made with a little bit more care and attention. Uh, flaky crust, nice berries. Tastes pretty good. Uh, uh, Roy, is this, is, is this town safe enough for me to travel alone when it gets dark? It, it, uh, from what I've already heard, it doesn't sound... Uh, well, well, I reckon that, that depends on what kind of part of town you're going Hello? to. Uh, the north Hello? side of town. Brandon's Anything about... Oh, Archie with Rose, I think. Yeah, we lost Archie. We'll keep going. Hello? Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, Somewhere on the north side of town. I believe it's called um, the uh, Til- Tilden Arms. You know anything about that area? Does Roy know anything about the area? I imagine he knows where the seedy parts of town yeah, are. Yeah, it's, it's by the train station, so you're going to get a lot of, you know, travelers coming in. But it's also, you know, you get a lot of the, the panhandlers and a lot of... Uh, Transients. Transients uh, in 1920s terms, hobos coming in and out off, uh, you know, tra- riding the trains. So it's not the best place, but it's not the worst. Uh, yeah, I mean, it could be worse. You know that the Tilden Arms is it's it's kind of up there in costs. There's definitely worse hotels that you could. Uh, it's not the Borden Arms, which is you know the cheapest hotel. This is kind of mid-range, uh, decent uh, room and bath. And it's next to the train station. So, you know, business travelers usually take this one. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a little bit, it's a bit of a eh, part of town, but the place is good. I mean, once you get into the hotel, you should be safe. And I don't think there's anyone going to bust down your door. But, and it's, it's I mean, a, actually like a block south of Lucy's. No, it's only, it's only a block south from here. Perfect. Okay. Well, I, I suppose, uh, when I'm done here. I'll just take a stroll over to the hotel. Y'all get, uh, but that said, you y'all better keep up a buddy system. Okay, uh, Archie, would you mind uh, taking a friendly walk back to the hotel? Okay, I would be honored. Yes. Um. Yeah, you guys have anything else before we kind of retire? Uh. uh I mean, Lucy's here opens at 5 again tomorrow, so you guys want to meet for breakfast? I can't promise you it's going to, you know, <laughs> be much different, but there's usually pie again in the morning and, <laughs> and eggs. Okay. Uh, you know, depend- hard to screw up eggs. There's plenty of coffee. <laughs> Teddy, how much of the skillet's going to be in those eggs then, huh? Yeah. It's hard to screw up eggs, though Lucy's will do her best to to try. <laughs> uh, you know, I I just try not to pay too too close attention to what's on the plate and do just more of the shoveling. <laughs> well, uh, uh, well, five five in the morning. I do believe it's when they open. Exactly I don't know that we need to be quite that early, but. You want to do say seven? Because I don't imagine our professor is going to be calling me at five o'clock in the morning, telling me he's ready. Right. Um, I I think that sounds like a fantastic time. Uh, 
So, yeah, Lewis, I guess, is going to finish up his pie and say goodbye to everyone and probably start hiking back over okay. toward the hotel. Uh, real quick, Drake Draconism. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Thank you for the follow, uh, my friend. We appreciate it. Uh, we're climbing that ladder, guys. Thank you. Um, so, Lewis and uh, Archie head out. Are you, you guys are going together, yeah? I yeah. think I think Archie is, is frozen again, so we'll... Well, uh, it'll be one-sided uh, role-playing here. <laughs> That's fine. But you head down the block and towards uh, the Tilden Arms. Um, and again, we can retcon that you passed it on your way uh, and, and pointed it out. So you know where it's at. Okay. Um, you're heading that way. Um, any, anything you want to do? Uh, uh, just kind of like observe the town, we'll... kind of like I would do back at the park. Maybe just kind of okay. see what kind of people are around, like the, the feel right. of the town. Yeah, give me a give me a spot hidden as you're you're kind of taken in the uh, Arkham Knight here. Arkham Knight. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, good, that's a success. Um, yeah, so it's, there's just, you know, normal-ish people walking around, moving from uh, place to place, you know. Nobody lingering. Um I will say this, when you, when you walked out of Lucy's, you saw, mm, I don't know if you know this, I'll hold that, you, you make your way a block down, uh, you do see a, uh, a Studebaker, 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 sedan parked behind the, um, the hotel itself, with the uh, running lights are on. It's, it's the only set of running lights that are in this kind of darkened uh, back alley of the hotel. Um, and then you make it towards uh, the, the front door of Tilden Arms Hotel. Uh, real quick, Draconism, is this a written scenario or custom? Uh, we're starting off with Edge of Darkness from the starter set and then kind of weaving in homebrew stuff. So, um, But yeah, you make it into the, uh, the opening lobby of the Tilden Arms do your proper check-in, um, and they, they give you keys to your room. It's it's all contained within the one building, so you go uh, up to your room. The rooms are nice. They have their own private bath. Uh, no balcony or anything, but you got a window looking out. <laughs> uh, can I see anything from the window down? It's like it does have a view of that Studebaker. Yeah, your window looks down into that same back alley there, and it, it is sitting there, uh, not running, but the the lights are on. Um, okay. Other than that, can you can't really see. Anything. Spot hidden again to see if I can notice any other details. I know it's kind of dark, so that may not be feasible. Let's see here. Or if there's another roll. Yeah, from up this, from up here on your second floor, looking down, you can't really see anything new. Um, we can roll with that same spot hidden. You do, you do see one person in the, um, in the driver's seat every now and then. You know, light up a, a, a cigarette, match will light up and then and then fade out. Roy and uh, Teddy, what are you guys doing? Uh, we probably, I guess, took the car here. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> or rather, your car. I have a motorcycle. <laughs> Alk, so my motorcycle can oddly go faster. Uh, what do you, what's, what's the plan, boss? We going for a drink or we going home? I think we're going for a drink. <laughs> you want to cut through some uh, dark, 
some suspicious dark alleys. That would be particularly good if someone wanted to jump us. Or do you want to go the safe route? Uh, yeah, the safe route, Roy. Why? Why would we ever intentionally try and get into a, a fight? <laughs> Roy, why would we Roy, want to be mugged? But I, I mean, talking about getting mugged. I'm talking about like if somebody's following us. Well, you know, they might. We they might duck into that alley, and if we were ducked into that alley, we might be able to see who's following. Because it, well, I don't know. just. Just remember that if I discharge my firearm, there's a lot of paperwork I have to fill out. Yeah, a lot of paperwork you gotta fill out. If I discharge my firearm, you gotta fill out more paperwork for me. Well, why don't we just stick to the lights for for now? Get our drink uh, and, and head uh, to bed. You ain't no fun. <laughs> you wanna go traipsing through the dark? You do you. I'm going to drive the car down the street. <laughs> Roy laughs as he hops into shotgun. <laughs> Are you guys heading to the speakeasy? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you guys head up north. It's, you know, two blocks north to the speakeasy on Garrison Street. Uh, the clandestine tavern. Is, you know, you've been here before. They, they know you. You park the car. There is a stairwell going down to an outside door that gets into the basement. Uh, you give a little rap on the door, and you see <laughs> uh, doorman Sam open up the door, makes eye contact with you, Teddy, darts over to Roy, nods his head, closes it, opens the door. You come in. Uh, it, I mean, at this point, it's like 7 o'clock at night, not too rowdy, you know, not, not filled up yet. And really, the speakeasy doesn't get rowdy. They don't let those types in, so it stays pretty uh, chill, uh, so to say. Uh, and you're, you're able to grab a spot and you see Dan, Dan, the bartender behind, he kind of gives you the, the nod. Yeah, I'll order my usual and I don't know that there's necessarily anything here I needed to do okay. other than, uh, work on trying to restore some of my sanity. <laughs> yeah. Gin always helps. Right. <laughs> uh, Hey, cranky, there's no password. It's a secret knock, man. Come on. <laughs> Shave and a haircut. Come Shave on. and a haircut. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was definitely thinking Roger Rabbit <laughs> here for sure. Um, yeah, so you guys hang out here, have a have a few uh, uh, drinks mm -hmm. of gin. Um, and then uh, anything you guys want. Yeah, role play. Go ahead. Uh, Teddy, uh, you think – I was thinking about heading out to the uh, the farm, actually. Tonight? No, not tonight. I'm ain't bothering people tonight. But I was thinking about heading out there like uh, sometime around the morning or so, or afternoon. Might be good. Like you said, hey, there ain't no nothing about like the house or anything. We can't go in there. But like, if there's a haunted house, there's usually like gossip around that sort of shit. I mean, we got the keys to the house, so we I ain't going in that house. <laughs> not with not until we got more information, boy. I mean, but yeah, I, I suppose after we talk to Rice in the morning, if we want to drive out there and ask around, uh, yeah, I, what is it? I, Ross, Cross, Ross's, now I can't remember. Ross's Corner. Ross's Corner. I think you got my level of suicidal confused. I'm willing to go trips around the dark and deal with a feller, but, uh, I ain't going around tango with a demon. 
But yeah, I mean, we, we, we can probably, probably go out there tomorrow after we talk to Rice, see if there's anything else. You know, nothing else we should probably collect our uh, package from Mr. Rice before we go heading out of town. Mm, sounds about, sounds good to me. I imagine uh, Lewis and Archie probably be, be willing to give us a join and head out that way too. Yeah, they could. All right. Uh, anything else, uh, Teddy, Roy? Uh, right. I don't think there's anything in particular okay. we get from the speakeasy right now. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're there pretty early. Again, uh, the band is just starting to set up a, a little little jazz trio. Um, <laughs> what is Will Ferrell playing, uh, uh, Anchorman? Jazz flute. <laughs> the jazz flute. Yeah. <laughs> Aqua lung. So yeah, you guys begin to wrap up and, and head back to your place. Uh, Lewis, uh, anything anything else you want to do? And Teddy or Archie, if you're back, he looks frozen again. All right, Lewis, anything you want to do? Um, if there's any, like if I can look at the letter I got, maybe if there's if I can investigate any further, if it, or if it's just the letter itself, um, maybe just see if I see anything. Well, we'll say you and Archie kind of double dipped on the journal so we can get some of the, uh, the lore there coming out. Um, okay. I, I did share that with everybody. So in the downtime, if you want to read through it, go ahead, but I'll give you the kind of the synopsis breakdown of what you found in that journal. And I'll go ahead and have you, you're going to lose some sanity. All right. Uh, yeah, you're going to lose two points of sanity as well. Um, and you have, like, as you start to uh, thumb through that journal, you have this urge to go check and make sure your, uh, what was your boa constrictor? or boa con- ball python. <laughs> ball python, that's it. <laughs> Not a boa constrictor. Uh, say its name again. Enoki. Uh, Enoki, you have this urge to go check and make sure they're okay. Um, so you kind of put it down real quick, run and check, and yeah, and Noki and Enoki, Enoki, yeah, oh, I'll get it. Uh, yeah, everything's fine, just chilling in there, kind of like bundled up to stay to stay warm. But you go back to the reading of this, and from reading the volume, you find out about a group of friends, all students at the Miskatonic University in Arkham, playfully calling themselves the Dark Brotherhood. Um. They held their first meeting in the late spring of 76, 1876. Rupert Merriweather was the group's recording secretary. The members numbered six, including Marion Allen, the founder and their nominal leader. In June of 76, Merriweather purchased a deserted farmhouse outside Ross's Corner. This was to be a place where they could conduct their experiments in privacy. Representing themselves as a student literary fraternity, they cleaned and furnished the place while Marion Allen carved special warding, protective signs over the wooden doors and windows. At the time, the others were amused at such precautions, a series of experiments, innocent and apparently ineffective attempts to contact the spirit world are then detailed. Uh, The last entry list those names, uh, supposedly those who belong to the Dark Brotherhood, followed by a date, presumably the date of each of their deaths. The dates have been written in various inks, but all by the same hand, suggesting that Merriweather made an account of the deaths of his companions over several years. 
so you're kind of getting a bigger picture here. They were using the information that was found in uh, uh, that book, De Vermis Mysteries, to try to summon some sort of creature, some sort of genie. Um, and according to Rupert Merriweather on his deathbed, something bad did happen. Um, but there is, there is a name for their group, the Dark Brotherhood, and they were, in fact, all students at uh, Miskatonic. So you come okay. up with that, uh, rightfully so. Uh, I think uh, with that and me losing some sanity, I'm probably going to just take a okay. restless night of sleep. Okay. Uh, Archie, you back with us? Can you guys hear me? Okay? Yeah, all right, buddy. Uh, you, anything you want to do here before you go take the deep sleep? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, so you guys in your room, you take a nap. You, and this isn't D and D, so we don't need anybody on watch, do we? Heck no. Uh, okay. <laughs> Not yet, anyway, right? Yeah, uh, Roy and Teddy, you guys make it to your your house. Um, house. House. I have a closet. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and take your naps. Uh, morning comes. I I would say we'll start at five o'clock in the morning, and then anybody want to do anything? Um, We'll move from there. Hmm. Get up, cat. <laughs> it reluctantly kind of like gives you the the two pity nudges and then immediately like goes away. <laughs> I think I'll I think I'll take my motorcycle today. Okay. Now are you guys all heading back to Aunt Lucy's? Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I don't have anything pertinent okay. to do prior. Meeting there. Are you are you getting there right at five or are we we uh, sleeping in? Seven. Okay. Seven, I think, yeah. Okay. All right. Five because that's yeah. what time I get up. Right. But perfect. Yeah. Seven. Uh, seven o'clock rolls around. No phone call from uh, Professor Rice. Uh, but seven o'clock rolls around. You all leave and converge back at Aunt Lucy's. Um, yeah. You all show up. S- it, same Aunt Lucy's there. We got uh, the cook in the same cook in the back. Uh, I'd say I'd probably look a little disheveled because I think, uh, although jets aren't a thing, I have a bit of jet lag from sure up in the pond. Time uh, change either way. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I found out some some stuff from that journal, uh, kind of from yesterday. I suppose I should have shared this, but do either of you two know about the Dark Brotherhood? Has it ever popped up in your line of work? Slow blink. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I, it, they no. they were such a you know a small group of six. Okay. And in a di- in a neighboring town that uh, Roy and Archie or Teddy, excuse me, uh, yeah, you you wouldn't they wouldn't have crossed your paths. Okay. And it was so long ago, you know. I don't think hmm. you guys were really around. Well, uh, it seems that. Uh... Rupert and Marion were both a part of this group called the Dark Brotherhood. Uh, and what I gleaned from the book is that the journal is that they all were working together, and the entries at the end did indicate their deaths. So it doesn't seem like any of them are still alive. I mean, that would kind of mesh up with what Rupert was saying there yesterday. Yeah. He thought he was the last one. 
Yeah, and you remember on his deathbed, he's like, with my death, those whatever they have contained is now going to be released. Uh, Karlowski, thanks for the follow. We appreciate it. Any ideas okay. for what to do today, gentlemen? Uh, did you receive a phone call from Mr. Rice? I haven't heard from him yet. Figure we can uh, finish up breakfast and just head over to the the university. Uh, stop in on him a little early. See see where things are standing at. Uh, after that, uh, Roy was thinking we might could hand over head over to uh, Ross's corner, uh, a little village that this yeah. farmhouse is in. Okay. Ask around. Out of character, I was suggesting that for the people who don't have library use. Because <laughs> I can't, I'm not, I'm just wasting time in a library. <laughs> uh, but I, 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 am, I am interested in, in, in checking out the farm as well. Uh, maybe we can find some more information out about Rupert's death and maybe this is yes. I don't know what we'll find out necessarily about that, but we might get some some rumors about the farm yeah. out itself. We ain't likely to get much more than rumors about the uh, any ghost happenings in the farmhouse. We would get yeah, some I extra think. info. I mean, right? Just there might be something left and... there that that from the Dark Brotherhood's time, right? Maybe there's something left behind. I'm sure they didn't clean the house out completely. Uh, listen, I ain't going in that. I ain't going near that house until we got more information. We're ready to handle it. Like, go go into that without knowing what we're doing is the dumbest thing we can do. Well, we better get some more info. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I said I'm. I, I'm just saying I. I'd like maybe some of us at least to go hit up the town and catch some rumors so that we're more prepared. But, like, I like that idea. I think yeah. it's a fair use of time. I don't know what else we're gonna find in the library today. So I imagine after we we talk with Mr. Rice, uh, we could probably make make the trip out to Ross's corner and snoop around, see what we can find. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Okay, that sounds like a good plan. Uh, what's good. for breakfast, boys? Yeah, you guys, told, Teddy. You mentioned my four fingers up again. <laughs> Yeah, you guys come in, and, and Lizzie sees your, your four. Uh, she brings out, um, breakfast seems to be a little better than the dinner menu. It's got some nice uh, pieces of crispy bacon, uh, a perfectly folded omelet, um, a little side of uh, fruit. What's the fruit? Uh, you know, <laughs> damn you, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little cantaloupe, little honeydew, a strawberry, and then some grapes that have been halved. In, in color, <laughs> and, and they're the colors they should be, right? Yeah, everything looks bright and vibrant. <laughs> well, kind of fruit. I love it. It's tentacle fruit. Put <laughs> it or dump. Ah, and Lucy does say, "Back awfully early." Putting in, uh, did you guys even get sleep? A little bit. So what's, uh, what are you guys doing today? Are you showing uh, these two gentlemen around town? Yeah, we got a couple errands. Going to head back by the university. These are uh, collegiate types oh, here. Big brains, yeah. huh? All right. Um, well, have fun. I can't say I've ever stepped a foot on that uh, university, but 
the library is oh. open to everyone now, Lucy. You know you can go check out a book anytime you want. Uh, are they going to teach me how to make a better pie than what you had last night? Probably not now. Yeah, so, see? Well, some of them might. Don't need no books. <laughs> uh, I believe they come to me for the pie. Um, but yeah, well, have fun and enjoy. I mean, Miskatonic University is quite uh, a staple here, uh, quite well known. Have fun. Uh, you know, don't go poking around any corners you shouldn't, but have fun. Actually, corners I just with uh, Miss Lucy. You know, the dark ones. No, but the dark ones got the most fun in it. <laughs> well, for you and uh, not for me. I'll, I'll stay in the kitchen, I think. Anyway, have fun. And, and she turns around, heads back to the uh, into the kitchen. By the way, I did think of one other thing we could probably do. Um, so we should probably go talk to the family, too, today. Uh, there's one, you know, speaking of one more things. Uh, last night, on my way inside of the hotel, there was a black Studebaker eerily parked outside in the back. I believe I saw one gentleman, or one person, sitting in the vehicle, and they stayed there for quite some time. So hmm. maybe maybe the, maybe someone was tailing us. Yes, most likely. Roy, not, he not a fan catch? of that. Not 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 a fan. Uh, have I have I seen first... anybody this morning? Uh, no, I did you yesterday. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say, uh, Roy. No, I mean you can give me a spot hidden if you want to. We'll yeah. we'll do it proper. Weasel, we, extreme success nice dude uh that's six out of 40 uh pretty well uh you you have not seen bertrand for sure uh and nobody else has really been uh peeking around i've had my open eye open i haven't seen anyone so if we're being tailed we ain't being tailed yet yeah and you you, you know that with pretty good certainty Maybe they haven't had their morning coffee quite yet. Yeah, uh, most folks ain't good at burning the wicked both hands. I'm something of an expert at it myself. <laughs> Teddy, you know that Roy accomplishes this by getting in plenty of naps during the day. Right. <laughs> uh, so what time does the university open? Or what, what time do you think Mr. Rice would be in his office? He hasn't called us yet, and then we're going to kind of just uh, stop in on him. I would imagine in the next hour or so. He's His office hours. Probably. <laughs> we're like noon or something, wasn't he? <clears throat> yeah, but he said he'd he call said us morning. in the morning. <laughs> I, feel, I get the feeling he probably didn't leave last night. Okay. He had that squirrely look about him like he was going to spend all night researching this out of his own personal interest. We might, we might actually find him asleep at his desk in there when we we stop in. Yeah, I, I say let's uh, eat some good breakfast and then make our way to the university. Objections? Okay. Sounds good to me. Good. Yeah, I'm going to eat some breakfast. And I, okay. Teddy, I guess we'll go in your car. Did you drive here? I did. Okay. Yeah. Pop back in the old... Uh, yeah, yeah. You guys eat and finish up and okay. head back to the uh, the Miskatonic University. Um, 
you head straight for the the same outbuilding that uh, Professor Warren Rice uh, his office was in. Um, you go up and check the doors. It is locked. It's a little early, I think. I'll, I'll rap pretty okay. loudly just in case. Um, let's see. What kind of check could we have you do here? Luck? <laughs> yeah, give me a luck roll. That's a good one. Lucky for y'all, Teddy is extremely lucky. He's lucky son of a bitch. Yeah, uh, sixty-eight out of eighty. Yeah, you you kind of rap enough uh, enough times and enough time passes that you see uh, a disheveled uh, Professor Warren Rice kind of like peek his head out and almost like um, like comically peeking around the corner. You see him pop out and then he recognizes you and he runs down and he opens the door. Oh, oh, good. Come, come, come in. Quick, quick, quick. Come on, come on. And he's like... I, I do so. Yeah. I move on I'm, in. I'm in yeah, yeah, yeah. And he closes the door, locks it behind. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Up to up to my office. Quick, quick. Um, I, I, I hurry up to his office. <laughs> yeah, so he's like... He's taking two steps at a time up the stairs. Uh, yeah, so... Um, somebody came by last night uh, while I was here by myself. I, I didn't even go home. Uh, but somebody came by and was pounding on the door uh, pretty hard. Uh, kind of a, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not one to be rude, but he weaselly looking uh, young man. I, I, I didn't open it. Um, he, he left after a while. But anyways, you're probably enough of that. Uh, you're probably here for the. the Sarcophagus? The, the, yeah, the, uh, the, the translations, right? Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, I. And he's kind of like rubbing sleep out of his eye. You know, his tie's like three quarters of the way undone. Shirt's untucked. Uh, you can tell he's he stayed in his office last night. All right. Whew, this thing, um, uh, this is a piece. And he first picks up the sarcophagus and will hand it to whoever's closest or willing. Uh, yeah, so uh, Archie hands it right to you, puts it in your hands. All right, so f- first, before we get to the the translations uh this was the possession i, I traced it back to uh uh no and uh as far as i can tell that was a usurper of the throne in the third dynasty i know i had said second but it turns out it was third dynasty uh no um it's said to be this box right here is a gift from the gods and contained a genie in it or a jinn that could be called upon, uh, but obviously this one—it is empty. I, I, you know, who knows where that that gin could be at this point. Um, records show the last person that owned it was Parkinby and Anderson, a, a, a British noble family. But all records show it was stolen in '71, and it hadn't been seen since, as far as any records I could find. Now, again, I'm working from my own private library i didn't make it over to orn yet um but yeah found found that stuff uh i i don't know if that's going to help you but the translations do read such seeker of wisdom so you you gentlemen were right in the first set of translations uh, and i'll share this with everybody uh and he hands you like a scrap piece of paper with kind of some phrases crossed out and, and new phrases put in uh so seeker of wisdom servant son of yoig 
Sateth. And again, these are uh, Cthulhuian uh, terms that I'm going to butcher, but we'll, we'll try. Uh, deliverer of the people of the water, bearer of spirits of Narlothotep, child of Thoth, seeker of wisdom, uh, closes out all of these translations. Um, I mean, this, uh, this is interesting. Uh, this is... This is a legit artifact, uh, gentlemen. Uh, it probably should be in a museum. Probably. <laughs> incredible. Uh, uh, you, you know, um, I, ca I can't say I, I, I would need more time with this to kind of look deeper into uh, Yog and Sateth and Nar Narlathotep. Those aren't uh, names that you know, quickly come to mind when thinking about the third dynasty, but there's got to be, got to be something there. Um, and then I, I couldn't find anything on the inside. Uh, these, and, and he'll open it. I mean, he'll point to Archie, you know, go ahead and open it up. Look in there. I mean, I couldn't find any translation for those. Does the, the name Gla a key? Uh, ring, a, ring a bell? I can't. I, I can't say that it does. Uh, I have. Have you talked to Armitage? Uh, he, he's kind of into that esoteric kind of stuff. He might know. Um, we we had a bit of a conversation yesterday, but it might not hurt to talk to him again at some. Point. Yeah, he he might know a little bit more, but uh, no, I, I certainly don't. That's out of my expertise. Is there like if I look at those markings on the inside? Like, am, I, am I able to determine what language that might be? Um, you can give me an occult role, uh, but I would imagine, Teddy, I'd, Teddy, you you brought this to the attention of the group, yeah, during dinner? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, so Teddy told you it was something to do with Gla'aki. So you can give me an occult role, and we'll see if you know anything about Gla'aki. Oh, well, my occult's not that great. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you can roll it, and that gives you the opportunity to upgrade it. Well, let's give it a shot. <laughs> uh, yeah, 67 that's out bad. of 5. Um, yeah, so that's a failure, so go ahead and mark that as a fail. Uh, yeah, you. it's not really ringing any bells for you. Um, there you go. Well, any anything else I can do? I mean, is it a coincidence that somebody came late at night? Probably not. has to do with it this. probably be probably be better that you forgot you ever saw this i mean feel free to look into your your yog theft or nalarthotep or whatever <laughs> but if uh anyone comes asking you should probably not mention that you you had this in your hands as yeah. you mentioned it was stolen at some point in the past and <laughs> we'd hate for someone to make some poor accusations that's, now wouldn't we that's true uh i I did not see you or this sarcophagus. Um, my job here is done, guys. Uh, oh, I hope I was of help. And well, we know more now than we did yesterday, at any rate. Right. Thank you, sir. Uh, thank you. Thank you kindly. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll I'll see you out. I have to uh, lock the doors behind you. We won't open up for another hour or so till classes start uh 
and he'll he'll follow escort you back down to the front unlocks the door lets you guys get out and then quickly locks it again uh, I think at th this point I'm probably getting a little paranoid that there's people following everyone everywhere um, do I notice anything when we exit <laughs> you can give me a spot hidden and oh nice regular regular success that's a 64 out of 75 uh you don't see you do see like some of the foot traffic starting up as the uh the university becomes awake and um uh classes are starting to uh begin uh but no you don't notice anybody like peering at you okay no one's standing out in the crowd okay archie archie <laughs> You sure you want to you want to be the one hanging on to that box? I think I'd be all right. Okay. I mean, or do you think you like? Do you feel as though you're uh, you are more capable hands, Roy? I might be a slight bit more capable with it. In case somebody uh, wants to take it from us. Oh, oh, I see. Well then, here you go. Thank you. Shoot. <laughs> Lost my toothpick. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Piece of straw and like uh, Roy pulls another piece of straw out of his pocket, puts it back in his mouth. There we go. Very good. Okay. Now I take the box from him. Okay. And with that, I think we're gonna pause right there. We'll give uh, our investigators some some time to think about what their next actions will be in this um, journey to the edge of darkness, uh, if we want to call it that. Uh, figuring out some pieces of the puzzle, getting it all kind of starting to come together. Um, a lot of threads out there. We'll see where they go. Uh, for everybody in chat, thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for redeeming those channel points, helping our investigators out. Uh, they appreciate it. Uh, and for all the follows tonight, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, you can catch us tomorrow night here for Wild Mount uh, Beyond Amends. Um, things are getting rather uh, crazy in that game. Uh, check us out. We took a week off, so we're coming back from a break. We'll have Curse of Strahd coming back this weekend on Sunday. And then Monday we'll be back with Star Wars. And then Tuesday we're right back here uh, for Session 2 of uh, Beneath the Umbral Veil, our Call of Cthulhu uh, campaign. Um, I think that's it, guys. Any any parting words? No, we'll uh, just call it there. No. Yeah. We'll yeah, no. Thanks for joining us. We'll say goodbye and good night, and we will stop Thank you. this stream here. Thank you.